Hey, this is Fred Van Lenty, writer of the G.I. Joe comic. You are listening to Star Joe's. May the Duke be with you. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 101, Booyakasha! I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm confused. <laughs> I know, I'm Chuck. How's it going, guys? <laughs> well, you don't like my uh, Bruce Lee little... It was Bruce Lee-esque, I'll tell you that. Yeah, the <laughs> emphasis the emphasis was there. <laughs> um, well, I figured I'd do another impersonation for you, so... I appreciate it. <laughs> So how's it going, Chuck? How are things going for you? Oh, man, Charlotte is awesome. It's nice and warm. It's hot. It's sticky. I love it. <laughs> We're not going back to a Def Leppard, Def Leppard reference, are we? <laughs> oh, no, hot, sticky, sweet. No, no, no. <laughs> You've been uh, busy watch, seeing a lot of movies lately. Yeah, down yeah. I'm down here. I might as well take advantage of the downtime and get a few flicks in. Yeah, I uh, saw you saw Two Guns. That was a really good movie. Yeah, it looked, a lot. looks yeah. pretty sweet, yeah. It's just a buddy cop explosions all over the place kind of movie. Okay. Really good. A uh, buddy cop type movie that I would not recommend seeing is I went and saw R.I.P.D. Uh, that that was a steaming pile of crap. So Not a fan, huh? No. It's like take Men in Black, which I actually liked, but do a really bad version of it. Um. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was just horrible. I went and saw it with my parents cause they were in town and every, and of course they didn't like it either. And they blamed me for picking the movie. And I'm like, this was not the movie I wanted to see. Like, yeah, well, I wa- why the fuck would I not blame you? All right. Well, the thing was, I was like, well, I want to go see Lone Ranger. And my mom's like, well, no, your dad's going to go see that with your uncle when we get back down to Florida. I'm like, okay. uh... yeah, it's like, well, I want to go see World War Z. Well, they, they're not into zombie movies, you know. And then it's like it was like every movie I mentioned, they were like, no, no. And then finally I was like, oh, well, this is the only one left. And they're like, oh, let's go see that. And then it's my fault that it sucks. Right. My, my favorite <laughs> part is when your parents come to visit you and they just kick you in the balls. That's right. my favorite part. Right. Well, that's what they do often. So Exactly. That's my favorite part. <laughs> 
Um, and we both saw Pacific Rim. Yeah, that was good. Which I, I really liked it. I know I liked it a little more than you. Uh, yeah. but But we both liked it. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was okay. So uh, what else have you seen? I know you've seen Lone Ranger. Yeah, I've seen Lone Ranger, uh, Grown Ups 2. Okay. I've seen Star Wars. I mean, there's Star Trek. Not Star Wars. <laughs> you, saw Star Wars? you saw Star Wars? You saw Star Wars 7? <laughs> I made bastard. it up. You bastard. You saw the you saw the sequel with, before all of us? <laughs> I saw the uh, Star Trek. Hard gotcha. to believe. I, I saw it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Okay. Well, uh, the new ones are becoming more Star Wars-esque. So. What's the one movie where the uh, Now You See Me, Now You Don't, I saw that. Oh, uh, how was that? That was really good, actually. It was pretty oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The magicians a, and all that. Yeah, it had a little plot twist of the magicians, but I kind of figured it out, so it wasn't really difficult to figure out. But it's still enjoyable. Okay, okay. I want to go see Red 2, though. I do want to see that. Have you seen Red 1? Because I've never seen Red 1. No. Okay. But I kind of know the premise of it, so. Yeah. That's what kind of kept me from seeing that one with my parents, was because I was like, well, I haven't seen Red 1 yet. And they were like, yeah, I haven't either. I don't want to see the second one if we've, you know, it's, it's just one thing after another. And so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kicks the nut. One thing after another, kick to the nuts. Exactly. Um, exactly. I took my kids to go, last time I was in Cleveland, I, I took my boys to go see Smurfs too. Okay. It was cute. Yeah. It, it's one of those things, that's one of those movies where I saw the the trailers, even for the first one, and I was like, you know what, I think I would really like this movie or want to go see it if I knew they weren't trying to make it take place in the real world. Like, if it was just, like, typical oh, yeah. Smurfs in the Smurf village, but it was CGI, I think I would like that, but I don't like the fact that they brought it to, like, was it in New York or something like that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely worth a red box. Okay. Okay. But yeah, like I said, I mean, if they were still in like the Smurf village with the mushroom houses and all, like, I'd be like, okay, that's the I mean, Smurf. Some of, it's, some of it's there, but again, they, they do go through the portal to come to Earth. So, okay. okay. Um, I, did, I didn't see Wolverine yet, but I want to. Yeah, I've heard mixed things about that one. Um, and I've only heard good things. I've heard good things, but I've, I've heard a few bad things. Uh, I, I did listen to uh, pop culture and. Uh, Leftovers. Yeah, I didn't listen to it yet because I didn't see it. I didn't yeah, they they reviewed it and some of them liked it and some of them didn't. Uh, and course. the things the things that people liked about it were things that they brought to the movie because they knew the Frank Miller. <laughs> like the like popcorn? What? No, no, <laughs> no. Like what? They I smuggled my own coke and it was pretty good. <laughs> I did some acid in there and it was really trippy. It was really cool. Oh, um, <laughs> no, it's like what they knew about the character they brought with them in their mind, so they kind of filled in some of the gaps for themselves. Um, yeah, yeah, whereas, yeah. like the people that didn't like it were like, yeah, just like it, they said it was better than the first one, but still didn't really care for it. So I, I'm kind of, I think it's going to be one of those things I, I wait till Redbox to, to see it. So, oh, okay. I, um, I did see it. I did see the Lone Ranger though. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard good things about that one. Uh, unfortunately it didn't do well in the box office. So I don't know. But if you like the, the, you know, pirates of the Caribbean, the Disney pirate movies, you'll like this. Okay. And I did like those. So I did too. Um, and we're going to talk about uh, movies a little bit later. We actually are going to uh, talk about some of San Diego Comic-Con news, which had some big movie news uh, that came out of there. Um, but well, let's I want- talk about movies first, but let's go ahead and get into the porn now. <laughs> well, one of the things I wanted to say is this is episode 101. Uh, we are finally back together. This is a normal, true-to-form episode, but it's also, I think yeah. – it's, I'm planning on this being, and I hope you're planning for the same thing, What's for that? this to be a good jumping on point for people. Oh, um, shit. 
So if this is your first, if this is your first exposure to us, <laughs> we're sorry. God help you. But no, we're gonna actually. Uh, hey, you're a hundred behind. <laughs> Start catching up. Skip the first ten. We're actually going to talk about some of, uh, like, when we actually go into our segments, we'll actually mention what the heck the segments are, because so, you might not know by their name alone. So, yeah, uh, I may have forgotten. Right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna quiz you, Chuck. So shit. <laughs> so I hope you've been studying. <laughs> oh. So actually, first first quiz for you. I actually do have a question for you. Dude, I'm right. drinking. What? Good. Well, do you have Chuck's cheap beer corner started? <laughs> Well, that's past, buddy. We're on Chuck's constant hangover. <laughs> well, what are you drinking? What ain't nailed down? <laughs> All right, so your first question of the evening. All right. We obviously have our, our intro song now with all the different intros of the different properties that we cover, a lot of the properties that we cover, not all of them. but I was um, surprised Beyonce covered that. I, I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. What, do you know, though, for our very first episode, episode zero, we didn't have that intro or any intro, really, but we did. Uh, we played music, yeah. I did play a song. Do you remember what that song was in our very first episode? Was it like Billy Idol or something? No. <laughs> I remember there was a Billy Idol song once. Yeah, well, we've put music in between the episodes, but this was the actual introduction music for our very first episode. Was it like Peter Gabriel? No, I, I will. I will give you the hint that it was the Ramones. Oh, okay. Um, the Ramones, and it was a cover of a song that I really like. In fact, it's my favorite song of all time. Oh, oh, uh, what a wonderful world! Yes, that would be the one. So, we only used it for that one episode, and it was before I even knew how to. Yeah, how how gay is it that I know your favorite song? <laughs> no, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not anything wrong with that at all. But there's something um, wrong with that. And I actually like the Louis Armstrong version the best, anyways. But but I do like the Ramones version. But uh, that was before I even knew how to insert music into like more professionally into it. So I actually just put the microphone up to a speaker. <laughs> We've we put an old school DC noise on that one. Exactly. So uh, now I can actually do it more professionally. So where it sounds more fluid. So oh, I heard their last podcast, they were giving us crap for not having them on, just having creators and artists on. Oh, I know. I heard it too. And, and uh, here, here's the thing too. I told Keith, he should leave the, uh, talking about GI Joe to the professionals and he should. No, sit down. no, I love it when Keith talks to GI Joe. He's so passionate about, it. Well, I know, but the problem is, uh, I said he needs to sit down before he falls down because he just embarrasses himself. Because he was talking about special, he was talking about special missions issue number six. Uh, special missions issue number six hasn't come out yet, so I gave him some uh, crap for that. I texted him about it. So, <laughs> got to remember though, every time he's talking about one of these books, he's like, you have four or five beers deep, <laughs> three sheets to the wind. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's forgivable. Not only that, but and then I also told him uh, that he was giving us crap because we didn't like the artist on Special Missions, and the issue he was talking about, the artist had changed. So I told him, I was like, you don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. We do have some listener feedback. Uh, there isn't a lot, but there is some. So what we can do is we can jump, if you're ready, we can jump right into the Jedi Holocron. Yeah, just like Van Halen, let's just jump.
What is, what is uh, there you go uh, so what is the Jedi holocron for new listeners Chuck oh ah uh, shit what do we cover in the Jedi holocron uh, I uh, just said it yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, listener feedback yes that's what we do <laughs> because Ooh, saved because we, <laughs> we actually will receive emails we receive you know iTunes reviews voicemails but we also have a, a thread on our forum called Ask the Holocron, where p- listeners can go on the forums and ask us questions, and we answer them in the Jedi Holocron. Uh, yeah, leave us an so. iTunes review. We haven't had one in quite a while, and it helps the show. So yeah, we uh, actually want to help support the show, definitely leave an iTunes review. It's awesome. Good, and bad, actually, or indifferent. Yeah. We actually do have one for this episode to, to go Holy mackerel. So, but we're at 42. We'd love to get to 50, so that'd be awesome. Yeah, let's get to 50 by this weekend. All right, so <laughs> well, considering it's Sunday night, don't see that happening. <laughs> you guys got to step your game up. I mean, seriously. So, uh, so I let's can only in. leave so many. <laughs> right? Yeah, because unlike uh, Mike Myers, we will leave iTunes reviews for ourselves. So I haven't though. You haven't? No. Oh, I have. I haven't. Uh, you should. See, I, you're I, part of the problem. I I, I side with Mike on it. I'm not going to leave a sh- review for my own show. Sure. I just talk about I what the show's about. I everybody else's show, but I'm, uh, I maybe. You got problems. All right, let's go into the Jedi Holocron. Jedi Holocron. All right, so I'm going to kick things off right away with a voicemail that we received. Um, All right. And it was in, in response to just congratulating us again on our 100th episode. So I figured, why not pat ourselves on the back a few more times? So No kidding. So I'll go ahead and, and I'll play that right now. Hopefully you can hear it. Hey, this is Travis Starfighter on uh, the forums. Um, kind of belated, but uh, happy 100th. You know, I do love your show. Been there since the beginning. I hope there's many more to come um, to the best damn podcast out there. You guys take care, man. Bye. All right. Woo! So that was that was nice. Travis. Starfighter. I love it. Yeah. He has been here from the beginning, too. He, yeah, he has. You Definitely should celebrate in this 100 because it's it's part yours, dude. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's it's everyone's. It's everyone's. Yeah. So. Well, it's just ours, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, no, mine, but I, mine yours and Travis, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've actually made a comment on the forum, saying, which I think is totally true. I think we both feel the same way, is that the listeners really help us get through those leaner months when we're like, I don't, you know, you just get kind of, tired going through the same motion sometimes like uh, i gotta read another issue to make sure i'm ready for the next show and stuff like that 
but then you see like responses from listeners and you're like, crap, it's totally worth it. So yeah, people listen, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't mail it in. Um, Gotta get so, up my A game, bitch. <laughs> we did have a question on the forums from right. Blue, uh, Blue Beetle 73. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good dude. Which, just to let you know, Blue Beetle used to be Geek Gazette. I don't know if you remember Geek Gazette or not. I do. I didn't know they were one and the same. Yes. You know how I found that out? Blew my mind. I've been playing G.I. Joe Battleground, and yeah. he contacted me through there because you can actually message people that you're allies with. And uh, he says, hey, just want to let you know this is uh, Geek Gazette. I'm still out here listening. So that was pretty cool. Sweet. And then he let me know he was Blue Beetle. So. So I think we've had this question before, uh, but it never hurts to bring it up again. Uh, he said, would Snake Eyes wear boxers, briefs, or go commando? Yikes. I think he's got a thong like a banana hammock. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I think he's rocking a Speedo. Come on. Snake Eyes always goes commando, at least when he's wearing the goggles. So. You think? Yeah, sure. Just doing all those ninja flips with his junk just hanging? <laughs> right. That's how I think he he's got to put the banana in the hammock to do some of those flips. That's so he can. That, but that's how he gets the flow going, is because he is, he's not restricted by his junk. So. Oh yeah, with the feng shui with the balls. <laughs> so we did have. Uh, well, do you like, think he? You think he? Uh, you know, he shaves. Uh, I think Scarlet shaves him. Wow. Let's yeah. talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's delve into that a little deeper here. No, guys. I'd rather not with not with a, another dude on the line. So. <laughs> oh come on, dude! You would you would shave my coin purse, right? No, no. Why not? <laughs> no, that's, that's like that's what a friend does. Not even if you paid me. <laughs> well, that's that's what a friend does, dude. Well, I shouldn't say not even if you pay me. It's a, there is an amount probably that I'd be like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> all right, give me the razor, and this goes no further than this room, okay? <laughs> All right, and you have that to sign a, like twenty five bucks. You have to sign a contract. Twenty five bucks? No, it's gonna have to be more than that. <laughs> I'm gonna pay in twenty five bucks. <laughs> All right, so uh, we did have an iTunes review. All right, and it was from uh, B Hoang eighty, and he said uh, he t- the title of this review was a must for eighties kids, and yeah. this was left right at the end of July here, so. Uh, he says, I've been looking for a podcast like this for some time. Great nostalgia and even better humor. The G.I. Joe episode reviews are hilarious. So, <laughs> Yo, Joe. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, those uh, those cartoon episodes are, are becoming a fan favorite. So Yeah, you guys are doing a great job with those. Yeah, well, you got to join in with us in one of them coming up. Yeah, so. eventually, if I can make some time here. Yeah, well, I'll always let you know when we're doing it, so. I appreciate it. So this yeah, week, you, you, and, you and Robert are knocking it out, and John was on that last one, so it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we, and John will be on our next one, because uh, we already have that one in the can. And, and then, yeah, uh, then uh, Dr. Quest wanted to get in on one. Yeah, Dr. Quest, we're gonna, I'm definitely going to reach out to him uh, as soon as I, I know for sure. Because like, I, I want to try to keep it to three, maybe four people on those episodes, because I don't want them to go too long with everyone throwing their two cents in. Uh, yeah. But uh, but I definitely want to get uh, Dr. Quest, which is Chris, uh, on the episodes. I want to get Shannon on the episode since he gave me crap for not inviting him. So Yeah, he wants to milk our ponies and bring us a glass. <laughs> Absolutely. So They're right, Shannon. Exactly. I, I've, I've, been, I've been saying that for I don't know how long. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. <laughs> He's shaking his head yes in shame. He knows. <laughs> um, ah, but, we love you. 
But uh, that's all we had for listener feedback. Uh, just uh, the one voicemail, the iTunes, and the one question. So I mean, it took a while for to get that hundredth one out. So now that yeah. we've got extravaganza out of the way, we'll get back on a regular format, and the question should flow in a little bit more freely. Absolutely. Well, and, and, and I mean, for both of us, it was a quite the undertaking to get hundredth episode done because there was a lot of interviews, a lot of coordinating, and everything else. So. Uh, apologize. It's been a while since getting an episode out after that one, but I think we yeah. both kind of needed a breather after that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of timing on that one. Yeah, and then the other the other thing with it too, uh, just to let our listeners know going forward, I know I posted on the forums. I know I've mentioned it to you already. Is uh, we're not going to have any more interviews for the rest of this year, at least. Um, just kind of blew our load on episode one hundred there, so. Uh, I just want to get us to get back to true to form, just kind of do some spotlight episodes. I mean, we might have some people on, but it's to cover spotlight episodes or to, to do different regular episodes, uh, not to actually interview those people. So like we might have Quinn on to do the Castlevania episode, but it's not to interview Quinn. It's just, he's a big fan of Castlevania. So, so things like that, but, uh, All right. yeah, that should be good to get him on that for that. He's a huge fan of the property. So that's cool. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so, I mean, there'll, there'll be things like that, but, uh, but like I said, I want to get a couple suck episodes in. Oh, uh, fuck yeah, you do. So, <laughs> so I actually thought, I'd uh, like to, I'd like to work on that myself. <laughs> Not with me. Um, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. So one of the things I, I'm actually going to reach out to him and, hope, and I should reach out to him before he hears this episode is I'd love to get the pop culture leftover guys on because they do an episode very similar to our suck episodes, which is they do everything but the kitchen sink. Yeah. So I thought we could do a combination podcast with them where it's kind of the same idea since they do a similar style of show where it's just talking about general geek news that's out there. And that's what our suck episodes are like. Yeah, if we can't if we can't get them on, we definitely got to just drink with those guys. Those guys, sure, cool. sure. Um, so got to get on that stripper front porch. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you guys are next... listening to that podcast, you guys got to listen to it. It's uh, pop culture leftovers. Yeah, and then I've also still been listening to Grub's podcast, uh, Grubzilla's podcast, and uh, listen to his their Scream review, the movie Scream. Scream, yeah. And uh, Grub didn't like Scream. Everyone else liked it, but uh, <laughs> Grub did not like it. So I personally love that movie. I think it's a lot of fun. So, but that's yeah, I, I liked it when it first came out. I mean, with you know, was it Scream Five or Six out now? Or yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. kind of run its course, but that first one was pretty decent. Oh yeah, the first one's the one I like. So I mean, I've seen a two and three, I think, but uh, that was kind of that was kind of my limit. So Courtney Cox in it, and she's like not. Hard on the eyes? No, not at all. Um, so, want to get into some uh, San Diego Comic-Con news? Yeah, we might as well. All right, so we're going to the Laserbeak Report. Do you remember what the Laserbeak Report is? Yeah, that's that's where we uh, tell you what's new, what's happening in geek culture, whether it's uh, like a store report or uh, new action figures that we've seen or books that are out or yeah. anything geeky that's related. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right, let's go into the Laserbeak report then. All right, Chuck, there was a lot of news that came out of San Diego Comic-Con. And I've got a few topics that I think uh, that we particularly would be interested in as well as our listeners. So uh, let's 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 address the big one first. That's going to be that uh, Mattel is killing the line. (laughs) Are they? (laughs) The the, uh, Masters of the Universe you know, classics and the DC classics. If they don't get the subscriptions, there's not going to be any more in 2014. 
Didn't that wasn't that the same message they gave yes last year though? Yeah, it was the same crap they gave last year. <laughs> and so. it, it, I'm believing it this year though. I believe oh. in the hype. Yeah, but I don't I think, think you, they're gonna make it. I don't think I, they're gonna make it on either one. I think you believed it last year though too. I did. <laughs> this year for sure. I think those. I think that line's kind of run its course. There's not yeah. much, you know, big name people, A list people that are left. Well, in all reality, you and I have talked about it. Like the only character that they have announced recently that seems like it's a a big name character, like you said, would would be too bad. Yeah, that and Modulock. I mean, that's the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah Modulock would be another one. Definitely too um, bad. It's like the A list person left. Yeah, but if you get too bad in Modulock out there, really anyone else is just kind of gravy. It's like it's if they never made the character, I don't think that they would be missed other than by like completely ravenous diehard Master Universe fans. So yeah, I mean, because there's there's characters they're doing who never had characters at all. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna get the small population of people who want a Gwildor, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. I could do without a Gwildor. Yeah, same here. <laughs> All right, so uh, another piece of news that came out was uh, Walt Simonson, who, and the reason I bring this up is because I know you're you're a big Thor fan, and I'm really enjoying the Thor current series, and I like Walt Simonson's run on Thor. I've yeah. only read a little bit of it, but uh, he's actually going to be doing a book for IDW called Norse Gods, or, or on the Norse Gods, it's called Ragnarok. And it's going to be a mini series that comes out. So it's Walt Simonson basically doing Thor and Odin and all that, but but based on the actual mythologies and everything else. So I didn't know if that would be something yeah. that would catch your eye or not. Yeah, the stories change, but the name or the stories are the same, but the names change. Yeah. So, well, in this case, I think the the names are going to stay the same. The story might be a little different than what you would see from Marvel. So I don't know. I don't think he can call him, you know, Thor or anything like that. Oh, yeah. He can. Oh yeah, he can. Thor is yeah, well, yeah. the name of the god. That's well, yeah, the, I know that, but I'm like, as I'm long as he doesn't look kind of like copyright or anything. Well, that's the thing. He can't make him look like Thor from Marvel. Mm-hmm. He can make him look like Thor of like just a Viking guy or something yeah, like a that. Generic Conan looking guy or something. Right, yeah. right. He just can't make it look like the Marvel one. So, right. Um, and then another creator, this one kind of caught my eye a little bit because I like the series that came out a while back, is Gail Simone is going to be doing a Tomb Raider ongoing for Dark Horse. Oh, interesting. So uh, I, there was a series, I, I think it was Top Cow that did it a while back, and it was very, like, Indiana Jones style, you know, it's just which is what Tomb Raider kind of is, except a little bit more action. Um, so yeah, I know kinda, she's, like, hot and everything. I just never really got into the game at all. Yeah, I've only played a couple of the games, but I really liked the comic series. Uh, the comic series was a lot of fun to read. So I never read. I never read it either. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I, it's good art and it's a good story. Uh, I know you've liked some of the Danger Girl ones, the uh, issues that I've given you. That's that's actually a really good. It's you know it's it's cheesecakey, but yeah. it's actually really good comics too. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say if you like that. Uh, I would say then you might like the Tomb Raider. So oh, okay. I'll probably be, I'll probably be picking it up if I like it. I'll I'll pass along to you to to check it out. So cool. Uh, and then this I'm not necessarily interested in because I'm not a huge fan of this game, but I know a lot of our listeners might be interested. Is that Halo is actually going to have an ongoing series? I know they've done a lot of mini series, but they're going to do an actual ongoing. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So um, the other news, another uh, artist or creator type news is some of the IDW's artist editions that are coming out. Uh, a few of them had me pretty excited. Uh, one is, uh, and it's out right now in previews, is Walt Simonson's Thor is being reissued out again. It, it did come out once as an artist edition, 
Yeah. And this will be the second printing of it. So if you missed it the first time, you could pick it up this time. So that's cool. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to miss it the second time too, just because <laughs> it's a timing little timing and everything. Yeah, yeah, just timing and other stuff that's coming out that I would rather have at the time. So, um, but one that I am not going to miss out on is, and I don't care when it comes out, is they're going to do a Marvel covers ionic uh, iconic covers. Uh, so like X Men, the, the one that they showed was uh, giant size X Men number one. Uh, so all those classic Marvel covers, they're going to do an artist edition of those. So yeah, I think that that's a classic cover because it's just the number one. Yeah. If you look at it, I mean, it's it's kind of not a really great cover just to look at it. Um, I would say it, it is. I mean, it's been copied multiple times. You know, yeah, because it's number one. It's the number no. one issue, and it's, it started off the X Men, which yeah, is, but, you know launched into you know it's huge. I but it's just looking at it as a cover. I, I don't think it's that. Good. I don't know. It's been mimicked many times. So exactly because it's the X Men and it's number one. But I think even if you had put it on it on a issue number two or three, I think it's people would still identify with it because you have all your main characters on the cover. They're all coming out at you. Well, I understand what they're trying to do. They're like, here's a brand new team from Marvel called the X Men. Let's put everybody on the cover. I, I just, get what they're doing, but I just, just don't. Hate the, you just hate the X Men. I just hate the X Men. Hate the X Men. There's a lot so, of hate. <laughs> uh, they're also going to be doing a John, yeah. John Romita Sr. Spider-Man. I like him. It's his kid I don't care for. Right. And I actually like early John Romita Jr. stuff. I just don't like current John Romita Jr. stuff. So Yeah, the JRJR is a little overrated in my opinion. Yeah. And then uh, Hellboy, uh, the Mike Mignola, they're going to do Hellboy as an artist edition. Which I got into him. I've really liked it. I have quite a few <laughs> trades of Hellboy, and, and I went on a Hellboy kick for a while where I, I think I have like six or seven trades and I absolutely loved reading all the stories that were in there. So nice. Um, the art, the art is definitely very unique. So, Oh sure. Yeah. I, I know what it looks like. I just yeah. never really got into it. Uh, going into some stuff that's more related to our show. Uh, number one is the star Wars wave two figures were announced for the black series of the six inch ones. Yeah. Slave Leia. Yeah, right. so we're going to have Slave Leia, Greedo, Han, and Boba Fett. Yeah, it's the uh, New Hope Han. Yes, so the the classic traditional Han with the vest and everything. Yeah, Smuggler Han. Yeah, and I'm actually surprised with the Slave Leia choice as being the first Leia that they did. I mean, I know it's a, the, probably the most popular version of her. Yeah, with the, with the 14-year-old boys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and 37-year-old men. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, just because of the articulation, since it's obviously a lot of skin and everything else, like yeah, you'll I, see all the joints and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So and they, I, mean, I would have thought they would have went with the classic, you know, a New Hope Leia with the you know the buns on her head and the white. Yeah, I even thought they That's might the do first the, one out the gate. Yeah, I even thought they might do Hoth Leia. Uh, that's my favorite. I love the Hoth Leia. Yeah, that's that's my all time favorite version of Leia. So. Um, so, but yeah, so we'll, we'll see what it looks like. I, we're going to well, talk about, I, seriously, my all time favorite is the slave girl bikini Leia, but I don't want to look like a purr. <laughs> why not? Why, why, why are you starting that now? <laughs> well, true. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> People have known you've been a purr for a long time. So this is, this is true. I but do, may, are you just trying to cover it up for the new listeners, the new ones that are out yeah, there? Yeah. For you new guys out there, I'm not a purr, but for you old school fans, you know, <laughs> down with the ladies. Um, and we're going to talk about some of the Black Series figures later on uh, in the episode. But just, you know, I'm really excited. I I could not be happier about this line continuing. So 
but yeah, yeah. and you uh, were able to get one of the uh, Comic Con exclusives, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we're gonna, and I'm wow. actually gonna review cool. the Boba Fett. Yeah. So yeah, we you've seen them in our area. I've seen the three and three quarters um, here in Charlotte, and you've actually saw the uh, six inch ones in Ohio, right? Yes, I have seen the six inch uh, ones in Ohio. So yeah, they they made it. They made it on the East Coast already. So. Yep, absolutely. And like you said, I now. I did get my hands on a uh, San Diego Comic Con Boba Fett. So uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, like I said later in the episode, uh, we're going to cover uh, some of. Let's go ahead and get to the Kung Fu grip. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we'll, we'll save that for near the end. Uh, ah, you're killing me! <laughs> so excited for it. I want to hear it. <laughs> But uh, the other thing that was big was they also announced that they are going to do a speeder bike in the fall of 2014. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how they're going to pull that off. Um, well, looking at the figures the way they are now, I can totally see now them doing vehicles. Not necessarily big vehicles, but the speeder bikes and everything. I can totally envision it now. Um, I think in my head I was viewing these figures almost as big as those 12-inch ones they did a while back. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. And in my head, they were the figures were way too big to have like big. So like a snow speeder would be as big as your laptop, probably. Yeah, yeah. I could, and I was gonna say I can actually see them doing a snow speeder. I could honestly land see them. Speeder. Do, I could see them doing a land speeder. I can honestly see them doing an X-wing. Son of a bitch. Um, it would probably be a hundred dollars, but I would think it would be more than that. No, believe it or not, I think I think that might be right around the price range that they would do if if it didn't come with a figure. Um, the the one they did recently was a hundred bucks. The X Wing? Yeah, well I mean it came with, you know, two figures and the Darth Vader's uh TIE Interceptor TIE Fighter. Well that's the thing, you had two vehicles too, so Yeah. Because in so, a trench run pack at Toys R Us, it was like a hundred or hundred and ten. Yeah, but that again you had two vehicles. They, I mean, I would figure an X Wing is around normal X Wings is about fifty bucks with figures and everything. Well how much I, did that Dagobah one come with? Um at Target, that was not like seventy five. No, it was about fifty, I think. Was it really fifty yeah. bucks? Yeah, I think it was around fifty. I should have snagged that when I had the chance. I know, me too. Um, but no, they. Uh, I like I said, I can honestly, I would say the largest vehicle I could see them doing, but I, I think it would definitely get pricey. Um, is I could see them doing a Slave One, um, but. That might be really stretching it. I, I think I, I think reasonably I could see an X-Wing coming out or a Snow Speeder or a Land Speeder. Like those vehicles I could definitely see them doing now, now that I've actually seen the scale of these figures and everything. So, Also, speaking of vehicles coming out, they uh, Mattel is taking pre-orders now for Ecto-1. I saw that. I mentioned that to you because I know you got a nice collection of Ghostbuster figures. Yeah. I'm I mentioned out. it to uh, I mentioned it to Nick too. He's got a collection of Ghostbusters figures. Yeah, he said he doesn't want it either. No, I'm out. It, the price point is way too high for what you're getting. It's, it's like 200, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, two hundred fifteen dollars to get Ecto One. I think it's diecast though, isn't it? It's like metal. It might be. I don't know, but honestly, at that price, I don't care. <laughs> like, I would rather them do a uh, a plastic one. Uh, but you, you might get like a metal, half metal, half plastic car that's going to be big enough to be a hearse, which is long anyway, yeah. and big enough to put, you know, four figures in, plus all the kibble it's got on top. Yeah, I would rather just have a nice plastic one that's a good, like done well. But you want just I a would, backdrop, not a actual toy. 
No, I mean, I I want them to go in it and everything, be able to put them in it and everything else. But I think you could do a plastic one for like a hundred, a hundred and fifty, instead of trying to do a diecast one for. They, they probably increase the price on it because the the production run is going to be very limited. Sure. The more sure. you make of something, the lower it's going to cost. Right. Um, I don't think they're going to reach their goal. No. Honestly. I, I just I don't, don't see it happening because any. I don't I'm, think that's going to reach the goal. I don't think the DC figure subscription is going to reach the goal. I don't think the Masters figure subscription is going to reach the goal. Yeah. I think this is the end of it. Eh, well, then they'll have to change things up because obviously Mattel's not going to go out of business, so they're they'll just no, they just they just might stop doing the Maddie Collector online stuff. Yeah, who knows? I hope yeah. not. But uh, yeah, it's it's good product. It's just unfortunate that yeah. Well, it's it was ran a, its course. And we've talked about it ad nauseum, but it's it was a bad business model to begin with. So I think so, yeah. Um, so maybe they'll maybe they'll just reinvent themselves and and do it the smart way this time. So who knows? You know who has a good business model and who is doing it the, the smart way? Just a segue here. Hasbro. <laughs> well, them too. But I was thinking uh, Kokomo Toys in Kokomo, Indiana, for CoilCon. Ah, okay. Because I will be joining the What's on Joe Mind guys. As a, a vendor at CoilCon, such shameless self-promotion. So if you want some GI <laughs> Joe stuff, you come hit up your buddy Chuck at CoilCon. Right. We'll have vintage. We'll have 25th anniversary. We'll have sideshow. We'll have everything. It's all it's, your Joe needs right there. And you can have Chuck sign your RHP. Yes. And if you're a new listener, just Google on our website RHP. You'll find the episode and find out what that means. Yes, <laughs> but be be prepared. That's right. what I say. Be prepared. Uh, speaking of being prepared, uh, here's something that you might want to be prepared for, Chuck. I know you're a big fan of Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, isn't that uh, August 24th, 25th in Kokomo, Indiana? No. Coil, Coil Con? No. We're done oh, with Oh, Phineas and Ferb. Oh, Phineas and Ferb, yes. Yes. Uh, at uh, San Diego Comic Con, they announced there is going to be a Star Wars episode of Phineas and Ferb. Excellent. That's Where one of my favorite cartoons that's out right now. They are going to actually be living on the planet Tatooine and have interactions and get wrapped up into the rebellion and everything. So, cool. That might actually get me to watch a Phineas and Ferb episode. I'm telling you, dude, it's a really good, really well written cartoon. It's very I believe I believe you, witty, and I've very witty. I've heard nothing but great things about it from a lot of people, a lot of our listeners, and everything else. I just have never had it really wanted to sit down and watch it, but I will watch a Star Wars version of it, and maybe that will get me to watch other episodes, too. So, Yeah. Um, then we are also going to see, uh, going to in, back into comics, uh, as far as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they did announce at San Diego Comic-Con that there will be no Venus de Milo, so the female turtle. I she, think, uh, she will not make an appearance. Um, honestly, I think that IDW... People losing sleep over that? Uh, people asked about it, so yeah. Uh, but I think the way IDW does stuff, I think that if they did introduce that character, I think they would probably do a good job of it. So um, I don't, I don't need to see it. <laughs> well, you're basing it on the the crappy thing that came before, so right. Uh, the, only, the only incarnation of that character ever. That's what I'm basing it on. Yeah, that. <laughs> you're right. Well, Got I'm me. saying I'm saying IDW could reinvent it to where it might actually be interesting. So I'm telling you, I'm loving the Turtle series still. I'm loving the new one, the, the one based off the Nickelodeon cartoon. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. 
Um, but one thing that you actually said that you didn't think we would see in the IDW universe, we are going to see, they announced it, and it's actually out in previews right now, is uh, Bebop and Rocksteady are going to be making their debut. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think they would do that. Uh, we actually did see the human versions of them in one of the one-shots that came out. I think it was like uh, Raphael or something like that. I, they appeared as uh, their human forms, and they never said what their names were in that issue, but they looked just like the characters. Um, and But yeah, there's going to be in the Villains micro-series, we're actually going to get uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. And like I said, that's actually in previews right now, so you can pre-order that. So Yeah, fan favorites of the Turtles. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to it. They're my favorite henchmen of the of the. Uh, I don't know, dude. I'm I'm loving these new guys that are out there now. If you're following the cartoon, uh, Snakeweed and no. Dog Pound. And Fish. I am, dude. I like Dog Pound and I like Fish Face. I do not like Snakeweed. I like Snakeweed a lot. Oh, I can't stand that character. Um, I like how Mikey comes up with the names for all of them. Oh, yeah, I think that's hilarious. Um, I, I he's, enjoy the cartoon. Honestly, he's, he's my favorite turtle right now. No, he's still not my favorite. <laughs> he's my favorite turtle right now. He's still my least favorite, but... Um, not me. But uh, I, do like the, I do like the animated show. I, I record it, and I watch it, and everything else. And I do, I do get a big kick out of watching it. But I, don't, I do not like Snakeweed at all. Um, I do. And there's a couple other ones I have not liked either. <laughs> I even like the the Baxter Stockman character in this one. I like him. There's points where they use him a little too much sometimes, and he gets a little annoying. But um, just because I don't know the the, the Mouser spray that he sprayed you with that that stuff. I thought was great. I did too. Yeah, I really liked that. I thought that was great. Um, going into another comic series that was announced. Uh, I know this might make you cringe a little bit, but realize that it was just a bad creative team that was on the book. Oh, uh, geez, just don't Dynam- Dynamite Entertainment is going to do a Ro- Robotech and Voltron miniseries. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> no, you're not, because you have to read it for the show. We're going to cover oh, it. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you are. Fuck. <laughs> you're not having to, to buy it. You're you know just... what? You know it's going to suck. No, you don't. Dynamite actually has some really good books. Talk to Mike Myers. I'm not saying they don't. <laughs> I'm just um, saying that last thing we read was garbage. I totally agree with you, but I'm hoping it's a completely different creative team that will give us something good. But because, hey, you might like it, and it's on eBay right now. So go ahead. <laughs> um, and then after, copy. after the miniseries is done, which these two properties have never been joined before, which was kind of interesting because they're yeah, both... Yeah, I find that interesting that they're going to join, you know. Yeah, yeah because they're both... Teams of pilots that operate robots. So, yeah, but didn't they try to make? Didn't they try to make uh, like Voltron more sentinel and, instead of you know controlled by pilots and stuff? In the beginning, we thought. Yeah, yeah, and I'm hoping they kind of get away from that. So, yeah. So, um, but so we'll see. Uh, but I'm, I'm interested in this because I love Robotech. I'm glad Robotech's coming back. Um, and actually, Robotech is going to be an ongoing series after this mini series. So. I'm hoping that they put enough effort into the miniseries to make me like it, to make me yeah, well, want to. Probably will. That's what they want. They're going to do that to see if it's there to try to build up and launch the new one. Right? right. And I think if this one does well, that they'll also see maybe some value in relaunching Voltron with a better creative team and a better story, and just forget what happened before. So nice. <laughs> I forgot what happened. <laughs> My therapist um, is helping me. 
Nice. Uh, there's also going to be, uh, going into the comics uh, from Dark Horse, right now they're still up in the air as, as far as if they're going to keep the licensing uh, for the comics. Uh, that supposedly is not even going to be determined until 2014. Um, that was one thing that was announced at San Diego Comic-Con. And they said as long as they're still having the licensing, they're still going to make comics, and they're still going to come out with new comics. And one of the new comics they're going to come out with, and yes, we are going to cover it on the show, is an Ewoks comic. And uh, all right, I don't have I don't have a problem with the Ewoks. Okay, okay, I was afraid you were going to cringe. So oh no no. So uh, it the first story arc is going to be called Shadows of the Empire. And it's going to deal with how the Ewoks... Hey, I'm familiar with that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and it's going to be... Or Shadows of Endor, I'm sorry. Shadows of Endor. Oh, oh, I'm not so, familiar with that. No. Um, but it's going to be how the Ewoks respond to the Empire's presence on Endor. Um, so I don't know if it's going to take place before... I'm assuming it'll take place before Return of the Jedi, possibly. Uh and they said it'll be a blend of characters from both the movie and the cartoon anim- the cartoon series that was out in the 80s. So uh, they'll pull characters from both both places. So yeah, I remember not liking that cartoon as a kid. I, honestly, I didn't. <laughs> oh, I, see, I, I did barely. I liked the droid one a little bit more, and I really didn't care for it. <laughs> see, I, I think I was the exact opposite. I think I liked the Ewok one a little bit more than I liked the droid one. So. Honestly, I didn't really love either one of them. Oh, we'll I, probably, remember we'll probably, liking, I remember liking the droid one more than the Ewok one. We'll probably watch some of them in like a movie commentary type episode, because I have the uh, little DVDs where they had like 10 episodes of each on, on there. So. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, but like I said, they're just going to pull characters. and not saying it's going to be like those, that cartoon, so don't worry about that. Um, they said you'll also see the Ewoks, which I found this interesting, that they said you'll see in, in some of the stories the Ewoks having to deal with rival Ewok clans. So I like the idea that there's more than just one big happy family of Ewoks. One big tribe, yeah. Right. I like that there's rival tribes and stuff like that. So They should that, have to take on the Wookiees. Yeah, there you go. They might lose, but... Yeah, get their asses <laughs> stomped is what they would do. So, but I don't then, know they beat up stormtroopers, galactic imperial stormtroopers. Yeah, but that's because those guys can't hit anything. So that's the flaw of the empire. <laughs> so uh, the two big news announcements. Uh, one is oh, we hit 100 episodes. Right, that was announced at San Diego Comic Con. Right, that was huge. Right, Thank the you panel. Guys. The panel was enormous. GCRN uh, threw us a huge party. It was awesome. <laughs> There was cocaine lines as far as the eye could see. Wow. All right. Champagne, caviar. It was all that. If if the police ever listen to this and break into my house looking for drugs, I'm blaming you. That's fine. <laughs> um, or I should say I'm suing you. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Good luck getting anything. Yeah. Um, no. So one of the big news items was the Avengers 2 movie finally has a name. It's going to be called Age of Ultron. Yeah, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. signed for the second one, too. So Yes. So when I first heard this news, I was nervous because Age of Ultron, as much as I liked the beginning of it, as far as the comic, yeah. I did not like the end of it at all. Yeah, it was kind of uh, kind of rushed. Yeah, and it was kind of a non-ending, and it was kind of crap, and... <laughs> it, it, it ended like a like an after school special. 
yeah, it made me very angry by the end of it. So, <laughs> um, because I loved it so much, the first few issues I thought were awesome, and then it just—it's like Scarface in the end of the movie. Instead of uh, you know Tony Montana just sitting there blowing people away, it's like they come to him and go, he goes, "Yeah, don't do drugs." <laughs> That's how it ended. You got the whole movie of Scarface building up, and at the end, instead of the fight scene, it's like he comes out and goes, "Yeah, don't do drugs." And he doesn't even say the classic line of "Say hello to my little friend." He comes out and goes, uh, "Yeah, don't do drugs." Movie over. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like just like right. giant kick to the junk but basically what we're going to have here is it's going to be it's basically going to be the origin story of Ultron uh, and there's a lot of theories as what's going to happen because I guess Hank Pym is not going to be in the movie at all so he's not going to be the creator of Ultron like he is in the comics that's kind of unusual yeah um, there's some rumors that maybe he'll Ultron will still create the vision and there's been rumors of like Vin Diesel being the vision possibly yeah I heard that yeah um, my one of my theories is that you know how Thanos was the big you know reveal at the end of Avengers one yeah I think Thanos is gonna be the the uh, one that kind of causes Ultron to become what he is like that he'll put the seeds in motion basically and we might not find that out until the end of the movie but doesn't doesn't Pym need to create the artificial intelligence to try to build the perfect, you know? Well, the rumor has it is that Jarvis from Tony Stark is going since he was oh, damaged is yeah. going to actually warp into Ultron. So, and he's oh. going to use some of the armor at the bottom of the ocean to build his body. That's so, cool. Yeah, I think it's a cool concept. Um, but like I said, I, I I still like the idea that maybe something else, like I said, Thanos kind of like. Twisted that, that gives it a, well, that gives it a little bit more, you know, Tony Stark feel. Right. Where it's like his fault and it's his problem and it's his main bad guy now. Yeah, exactly. Since, and then, since Mandarin was Mandarin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you have uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are going to be in this movie. And yeah, I heard that, yeah. from the rumors, it sounds like they're not going to necessarily be just automatically part of the team. They're going to be kind of like instigators like some some like they're going to be their own antagonist to the team for maybe a little bit of the movie uh which kind of makes sense because they did start off as bad guys in the comics so so i think i think that'll be interesting cool um and then i think the biggest news that came out which i think you and i both just like orgasmed when we heard it was that there is going the dc is making uh superman batman yeah, that was pretty good. I, I'm uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah. And from the sound of it, because they came out and actually did a reading from The Dark Knight Returns, where Batman has his hands around Superman's throat and says, I want you to remember this moment, Clark. I want you to remember the man who beat you. It sounds like they are not going to be friends in this movie, at least starting out. <laughs> yeah. They just got to figure out, because we know, you know who's going to end up being Superman, obviously, but we right. just need to figure out who's going to end up being the Batman. Yeah. And I'd be okay with yeah, Gordon Levitt, Joseph Gordon Levitt. I'd be okay with him. Oh, I would love it if it was him. Yeah, just for you know continuity purposes. Yeah. But I mean, if you find somebody else like they did Christian Bale, I, I I'd be okay with that too. Yeah, I think what I from what I heard, they want to go older with Batman. Like they want Michael Batman. Keaton. <laughs> I don't know, but I've I've heard they want to kind of get a more grizzled older Batman, like one that's been around for a long time. Uh, oh I, my God, dude, Chuck Norris. yeah i don't think they want to go that old <laughs> it doesn't matter he can still kick ass dude 
Um, I've heard uh, a few different names, uh, and some of the names I've heard, I've, I've been pretty excited to hear. So I'm I'm, I'm going to wait to see. I, I don't want to speculate too. Dustin much. off Harrison Ford. What are they doing? <laughs> well, one of the names I heard, which I he's not really older, but I could definitely see him being Batman uh, or more grizzled Batman, was uh, Carl Urban, which I think is the guy that was in yeah. the new Dread movie, and you just replace yeah. Him. yeah. You just replace the dread helmet with a Batman cowl, and I could see him being a gritty Batman. So, what about Daniel Craig, who does the James Bond movies? I could see that. I could see that. Because we know I have the cowl on, of course. But yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see who they get and which direction they go. But I guess, like I said, the idea is that. Um, well, what if they do Ray Park? The he plays, you know, Snake Eyes. Yeah, eh. he's obviously fit. Yeah, I don't know. You can do all the someone, kicks and stuff. But you need someone that can actually act, and Ray Park doesn't really talk. Dude, I don't care. What if he? What if he was? <laughs> he was Darth Maul. He was Snake Eyes, and now he's Batman. Right, and, but he needs to talk. He actually needs because Batman needs to be able to convey a lot without saying very much, and Ray well, Park doesn't really convey a lot. <laughs> yeah, but Darth Maul, you know, limited vocabulary on that character. Mm-hmm. Snake Eyes, no vocabulary. Right, but you need Batman, more. He could be. Batman could be uh, well of the three, sure, but Batman could be like I'm Batman, <laughs> and that's it. No, no, I rule that one out completely. In fact, if I heard Ray Park was being Batman, I would not want to see the movie. <laughs> oh, you liar! You know you'd be. I would not be happy with the choice. Let's put it that way. It'll probably um, be Ryan Reynolds. No, I wouldn't like that either. <laughs> I wouldn't either, but that's probably who it's going to be. But uh, no, like I said they want to go grizzled and, and kind of an older character because they want him to have already been established. And then the reason it seems like oh the reason, God, dude, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> no, he is so yes. old and decrepit right now. I don't care. <laughs> that Batman will pull out a gun and just Josie Wales somebody. No, that's not the Batman that should be out there. That's right into a verb. He Josie Wales him. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> dirty Harry, that guy. All right, so um, <laughs> that's like a dirty Sanchez. Oh uh, I don't even know. I don't even know where to go right now. <laughs> well, a dirty Harry, like a dirty Sanchez with a reach around. Yeah, I heard you. Yeah, <laughs> I want you to get the visual. No, I don't need the visual. So it's like a Cleveland steamer with a rim job. All right, so here's. <laughs> so. Here's another trivia question for you, going back to our episode zero, which was our first episode ever. Uh, in episode zero, you said that there was something that you're really not into back in episode zero, and now I know that you are actually into it quite a bit. Uh, wow, well, I was going to say dudes until you finished that last part up. <laughs> uh, God. Star Trek? No. no. Good guess, though. Good guess. Uh... Daredevil? Nope. That's another good guess. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, wrestling. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, big epi- that now. I, I'm yeah. liking it again. Yeah, no. Episode zero, you actually, we talked a little bit about wrestling. I wasn't, yeah. I, I and really you said wasn't. you were not into it. You didn't understand people that were still into it. And, you know, if you were yeah. like, if that's what you like, that's what you like. I'm just really not into it. And I was I out of wrestling for so long that, like, I got out during, like, the Attitude Era of Stone Cold Steve Austin and all that. Yeah. And then recently I, I went to a couple of uh, wrestle events with my friend Nick and watched him. And it's like any soap opera, you know, back in the day, if you turn it on and watch an episode or two, it, you pick up right where you left off. Right, right. You figure out who the good guys are, who the bad guys are, and 
you just you just watch it unfold and I mean it's it's entertaining so yeah. now speaking of wrestling uh or in a round really roundabout way and you won't know where the hell I'm going with this but uh I have a brief Star Wars blaster shot okay which uh tell the fans what a Star Wars blaster shot is that is some kind of Star Wars pop culture reference in normal everyday life. Right. It could okay. be on a TV show. It could be. I usually try to stay away from geeky stuff, but uh, but it's sometimes that goes in there too. I do have two quick ones here, and one of them is why I said it. In, speaking of re- uh, wrestling, is there's a show coming out called The Goldbergs, which. Goldberg was a wrestler. Bill, yeah, Bill Goldberg, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's an 80s show. I don't really know how good it even looks. I'm, I'm really not that interested in seeing it. But on the commercial for it, there is a kid, uh, their son in the show was wearing a Star Wars T-shirt. So I was oh, like, cool. So that was cool. And then in Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, I watched an uh, episode of the cartoon, and they had the Guardians of the Galaxy appear in the episode. And Nova, the character Nova, was telling Spider-Man about how Rocket Raccoon was his his mentor. And they showed a little clip of the Nova character, Sam, dressed up like uh, Bespin Luke with Rocket Raccoon on his back like Yoda, flipping around and everything else. So. Oh, cool. So that was a su- that was a more subtle reference to Star Wars because he didn't come right out and say this is Star Wars, but it was pretty obvious that he was wearing the the beige color outfit and had the yeah. little little guy on his back. So he's, he's my Yoda, right? <laughs> Rocket Raccoon's your Yoda? No, for Nova. <laughs> oh, okay. That's Nova's Yoda. <laughs> yeah, because you don't like Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, I, I, I can't know. get into it. I don't know what's wrong with you, but I don't need a squirrel holding a gun. It's not a squirrel; it's a raccoon. Same difference. <laughs> and he's an alien. He's not even a raccoon. In fact, he doesn't like being called a raccoon. All right, okay. so you, <laughs> so you want to get into some comic issues here? Yeah, let's do like two or three. All right. <laughs> we got more than two or three to catch up on. All right. So we'll go into our Springfield to Tatooine, and why don't you, for new listeners, let them know what that is. Uh, from Springfield to Tatooine is where we cover all the 80s properties, comics that are currently out there being produced right now. Anything from Star Wars to Masters Universe, Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, Transformers. So from, you know, all those comics all the way from Springfield to Tatooine. Very nice. Springfield is where G.I. Joe, uh, Cobra Base originated, and Tatooine is obviously Star Wars. Yep, there you go. So let's go ahead and jump on into them. The Jetsons will return after these messages. Movie Week in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to M-Wire only on geekcastradio.com. Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. 
to Cybertron. Thank you, Soundwave. I am TFG1 Mike, and you should be listening to my very first podcast, the TFG1 Podcast. 24 episodes covering the entire U.S. run of the 1984 Transformers cartoon. Also a few supplemental episodes in an interview with Stan Bush. So check out the TFG1 Podcast. You can find it on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Transforming rollout. Emerging from the dark humor that was the Beast Unleashed podcast, Steve Megatron, TFG and Mike, Econ Court Michael, and the Cybertronian correspondent Optimus Solo move on to Transformers Animated with Transformation Animation Podcast. 20 episodes covering all three seasons of the cartoon, the books, and the awesome toy line. We'll also have cast and crew interviews, so get tapped with GCRN's next Transformers franchise podcast, Transformation Animation Podcast, available on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com Get your tap on Decepticons Transform and rise up From Springfield To Tatooine Alright, uh Chuck, we have a huge stack again As usual <laughs> Alright, let's, uh, let's give the uh, stripper format on these Yeah, so we're going to do Very little summary but uh, we'll give our reviews and everything else. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and start start off with the issue that where the title of our episode came from, which is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles New Animated Ventures. Uh, and this was issue number one. Yeah, and that's uh, the IDW, right? Right, exactly. Exactly, from IDW. Yeah, I, I give this a buy. If you're loving the Ninja Turtle cartoon right now, you'll love this. It kind of just picks right up. I mean, you, you'll kind of have to watch some of the cartoon to get some of the subtle references, but you can read it on its own without having ever seen an episode. Yeah, and for for new listeners, uh, we rate our our books either buy, borrow, or snarf. Buy meaning we think that you should go out and pick up this book uh, that we really enjoyed it that much that we recommend going and buying it. Borrow means that if you get a chance to to check it out, to borrow it from a friend, or if you see it in a cheap bin or something like that, it's it's worth or checking you out. Seeing it at the library or something. Yeah. Um, and then Snarf is named after, obviously, the character Snarf from Thundercats because I am not a fan of the comic relief characters that are forced on us in the 80s cartoons. So Snarf just seemed to me a great word to use for when we think a book is not worth your time at all. Even if you get it for free, it's it's really not worth your effort in, in reading it. So Yeah, at one point in time, I tried to turn the Snarf into a bag of dicks. <laughs> right. It didn't, it didn't catch on. And sometimes that still happens. How would you rate this one? Well, it's a bag of dicks. Right. Fans did not. You not draw all your fans, own conclusion. Not all fans appreciated that. So. <laughs> you just draw your own conclusion. If you think a bag of dicks is, you know, nice, then you would go out and buy it. <laughs> so if you, if you want a bag of dicks, I mean, you know, hey, that's I, <laughs> So I gave. Uh, n- We're not here to judge. I gave issue number one a low buy. I still give it a buy. The reason I give it a low buy is exactly for the reason that you mentioned, which is if you're enjoying the animated series, I think you should go out and pick up this comic. If you're not enjoying that animated series, then I don't think that you're going to enjoy this at all. So, oh, I, I would I would uh, disagree with that. I still think it, it has merit on its own. I think it has merit on its own, but what I'm saying is if you've watched the animated series and you don't like the animated series, you are not going to like this comic. Oh, yeah, because it's a, it's a regurgitation of it, sure. That That's what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd give it a buy. 
Yeah. Like I said, I give it a low buy just for that reason. Um, is okay. if, if you don't like the animated series, you're not going to like this comic. Um, just like if, from what I've heard, if you don't like the Adam West Batman, you are not going to like Batman 66. Okay. That's what I've heard. So, and, and I don't, so. <laughs> but uh, basically, uh, the Booyah Kasha is something, if you watch the animated series, it, it's actually in the comic issue as well. It's just a battle cry that Michelangelo says. <laughs> yeah, that's just Geronimo. Yeah, exactly. Or Cowabunga. He says Cowabunga. Yeah. But we have, uh, in this issue, just to give a brief, brief synopsis, you have uh, Donatello and April uh, sneaking into a government Junkyard. junkyard. Yeah. And they get captured, uh, and the turtles have to come to their rescue and, and get them out. So um, that's the issue in a nutshell, but it, it is a fun issue. Uh, I enjoyed reading it. I'm not going to keep getting this series, but I know Chuck is, so we will still keep covering it on the, the episode. So. Um, but it was fun. I, I look forward to reading more in the future, although the next issue does have snakeweed in it. and I, am not I know. Looking, I can't wait. I am not looking forward to that. Hater. <laughs> so sticking on the turtles uh bandwagon here uh we have also uh the turtle teenage mutant Ninja turtles micro series number three which was the old hob issue i actually like that one yeah i did too i gave that a buy a buy yeah yeah um you have dave wachter art in it which is absolutely beautiful yeah it's really good yeah if you ever get a chance to get the wachter uh to do a a commission for you take full advantage of it because it's amazing artwork that he does um i might actually look for the incentive cover which is him doing old hob on the cover of it i might try to to track that one down because i think that's a pretty awesome looking cover um there's like this mutant uh mutagen rain coming down on him and he's like crying out and he's like all muscular and everything else um, but with this issue, you get the origin of Old Hob, like how he became uh, a cat, a stray cat, and how... Yeah, he, you kind of feel kind of bad, sorry for him. Yeah, and how he mutated and everything else, and then you see him... Uh, yeah, why he wants to work with the turtles at the turtles, end. Turtles, exactly. Uh, and you see him matching up with Slash, which is the the mutant, uh, the other mutant turtle that's out there, so... Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was a great issue. I, I think if I you, did too. Yeah, if if you're interested in that character, if you've been enjoying the Turtles series, then you should definitely pick up that one one shot. And you can really pick up that one shot by itself. I I personally think you can, uh, even if you haven't been reading the Turtles series. And well, still the ongoing, really. the ongoing that it takes place the next issue. Yeah, it's like that's like a point point five issue or something like yeah. that. The next issue takes place on them on top of the roof. Yep. So, uh, speaking of the Turtles series, uh, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 22 and 23 that we're going to cover, uh, which is the start of the City Fall story. I'm loving it. I'm giving them both buys. I give them both buys as well. Um, I thought at first maybe because the art change, the artist changed, I might not like it, but I actually really like uh, the art in this. Uh, you have uh, Raphael and Casey are, are jumped. Uh, in issue number 22. And uh, Casey gets hurt, and they have to take him to the hospital. Yep. It's all Shredder's plan. Yeah, so and Shredder's... It's really good, yeah. There's a nasty scene where when Casey gets hurt where Shredder, like, stabs him with his knife, uh, yeah. knife fist type thing. Uh, you have Alapex showing up, uh, which is, a, I think, a great new character that they've introduced into this series. Um, and it looked, you think he might be even fatally wounded, so... Yeah. Um... I would say for issue number 23, it was a little bit lower buy for me. I still really enjoyed it, but 
I was getting a little turned off by the whole Leonardo constantly facing like inner demons and stuff like that because they're trying to turn them. Well, the, yeah, the Shredder's trying to brainwash him. Right. And I liked that, but I felt like the art changed a lot in that issue to where it was a little disorienting for me. Well, I thought it was kind of like almost like dream sequence and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it was. And stuff. So I, I, it worked for the story for me. I, I wouldn't want to see it on a regular basis, but yeah. for, for the story, it worked. It worked. The only thing is the dream sequence. I don't know if you noticed when you were reading it, but like the dream sequence, it seemed like the artist changed each different or the art style at least changed each different dream sequence. So it wasn't even the same consistent art every dream sequence. So that's why it was a little jarring for me. And maybe it was to show him breaking down like more and more. But um, like I said, I still really enjoyed it. It looks like Leonardo's actually going to be kind of siding with Shredder in the future. So That'll be really interesting. So, um, then uh, I don't know. Do you want to go Star Wars, GI Joe, Transformers, Voltron? Where do you want to go next? Uh, let's do the Joe books. Joe books, okay. Uh, so, top of my pile here, we have Special Missions number three and Special Missions number four. All right, give me a little recap on those. Okay, so special. This was uh, the. Conclusion three and four were the conclusions of oh okay uh, the first story yeah the yeah story. I, I like the way it wrapped up I, I actually did I would I would give both of those um I would give both of them a, a, a really solid borrow okay I actually give number three a snarf really um and I give number four a borrow because I do I do agree with you I think it wrapped up a, a little bit better I think there was more action going on however I will say I felt like the very end of the story of issue number four wrapped up way, way too quickly. I think it, it just, all of a sudden, we were boom at the end of the story, and the the Joes got out, and Baroness got out. Um, yeah, issue number three really to me annoyed. It was kind of like the cartoon, how it, everything worked out at the end. Yeah. Um, issue three really annoyed me with uh, Scarlet punching the shark, which looked like a great white shark. I'm like, come on. Like, seriously, you're going to punch a shark? I realize that sharks have sensitive noses and all that. Like, I know all that stuff, but you're getting a great white jumping up when you weren't expecting anything, and you're going to just react that fast to be able to punch it in the face. I mean... Yeah, it can happen. No, it can't. (laughs) Going back, dude, I'm like, Scarlet's almost part ninja. She was part of Ninja Force, so... (laughs) Yeah, I don't buy it, so... Hey, I'm buying. Um... (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I don't I don't like the art on these issues at all. This is still yeah, uh, Paul Glacey. Kind of a borrow for me. So I just number three just did not impress me at all. Like I said, number four started off a lot stronger for me, which is why I gave it a borrow. Um, but like I said, I do think it wrapped up a little bit too quickly. I still don't like the art in this issue, although I thought it was a little bit better than the previous issues. Um, yeah, I just... It was too quick of a wrap-up for me to give it a buy, and like I said, the art still wasn't strong enough to give it a buy. Yeah, I, 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 I'm giving them solid borrows. I, I would agree. Okay. The art with the art, you know, yeah. analysis you got going on there. Yeah. Um, GI Joe Cobra Files number two and number three. Oh, I'm loving this book, dude. Oh yeah. I don't think we've ever stopped loving this book. I know, right? <laughs> have we ever given this book anything but a buy? I don't know. I feel like we probably have, but... Maybe the last couple of issues where Flint was at the uh, casino headquarters or something. Yeah. It, oh, you know what issues we did give borrows to were the ones with uh, Scoop. Oh, yeah, yeah, Leonard Michaels, yeah. Yeah, those weren't as good. The Sepentor ones, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, but these are amazing. These, uh, we have the, we kind of talked about them with, uh, Mike Casa when we had him on. Uh, this is with the, um, what, what are they called? Uh, the, you know the name of them. <laughs> oh, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> Night Viper? Night Alley Vipers? Night Creepers. Night Creepers? Night Creepers, yes. All right. Um, so we got the Night Creepers, and they're like a Tiger Force, and we kind of find out what a Tiger Force actually is, which I honestly never knew what a Tiger Force was. I just thought it was a cool name for a G.I. Joe team. Well, yeah, I saw the Tiger Force, you know, written there, and I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to bring in the Striped Joes. Yeah, no kidding. That's what I thought, too. But really it's about this team and what they do is they go in and they actually uh, test security systems. Yeah. And that's kind and of they what break it, in, yeah. And then they actually break in later for real to steal real information because they leave – they don't tell them the full story. They don't tell the company the full story as to where their leaks and security are. They tell them enough to make them believe it's a real report, but then they leave out that crucial piece of information that lets them sneak in later and actually steal the information and sell it to somebody. And they're usually selling it to Cobra. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was great. Uh, this uh, issue number three ends with uh, the Joes are tricking them into stealing Joe information, the G.I. Joe classified files. And uh, they kind of knew that it was a setup and they actually capture Flint uh, and, are keeping him hostage, and we have uh, like Chameleon and, and uh, Lady J are deciding uh, to actually, or and Ronan are actually deciding to that they haven't gotten a signal yet, and it's time that they just go ahead and take the initiative and go in and try to find out what's going on and see if they can capture this group. So, yeah, I, I, I thought it was fantastic. So, yeah, I enjoyed it too. Um, then we got uh, GI Joe: The Ongoing, number four and number five. I'm actually really liking this one too. I am too. Um, I it's a uh, it started off a little slower for me, but I'm I'm, I'm pretty damn digging it. Yeah, um, I give number four a low buy. There was a couple things in it that I I thought were just kind of okay, uh, but I really enjoyed it, so I'm still giving it a buy. Uh, and number five, I definitely give a buy because that's when the whole explosions happen and everything else. Um, I know people are kind of down on the uh, Steve Kurth art. I really like it. Uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. You got shipwreck. Uh, I love the whole fact that shipwreck uh, gets it's patched wreck. up. Yeah, yeah he's like quick kick. Yeah, yeah, and he gets patched up, and then he's he he actually ends up saving them uh, because the vipers think that he's out of commission. He's, he's dead. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I know the one thing that made this a low buy for me. Uh, number four. Now that I'm flipping through it. Uh, the Crockmaster situation. Oh, but he's back instead of dead. Yeah, they show him back. They never talk about the fact of how he's back. Like, did someone else take up the mantle? This guy does look beefier than the typical than the previous Crockmaster because remember the other one was kind of a scrawny guy. Yeah. Um, so it could be a whole new Crockmaster, but they never really kind of like they never even say like you're supposed to be dead or something or anything like that. So. So that kind of bothered me a little bit because that's just a continuity thing and, you know, us geeks with our continuity. Um, <laughs> but I love the introduction of Scrap Iron. I thought that was awesome. I did too. Um, One of my favorite characters and very underused. Yeah. And maybe we'll see him a little bit more. Um, I loved how uh, Hashtag actually got shot. and me, me too. And it made her, like, realize, like, you know, I want to actually... This is real, yeah. This is real. And, I, and at the end, I actually really liked the fact that at the end... 
she wants to be a part of the of the team. The team yeah. Yeah. And she's going to do what she needs to do. And then they introduce Mad Monk, um, yeah. which I know you haven't read it yet, but issue number six, uh, you see Mad Monk again. Man, issue – oh, man, wait till you read issue number six. Uh, I'm telling you right now, you, you, after we're done with the, this Wasn't episode. Wasn't the Mad Monk character in the, uh, the first Cobra? Yeah, I believe so. I thought so. Yeah, it could have been or in uh, Origins or something like that. So Okay. Um, but yeah, I, he's a creepy dude and he gets creepier in the next, next issue as well. So like I said, you're going to definitely want to read, I highly recommend the reading the cover girl issue nice. uh, when that comes out. So, um, now we got GI Joe, real American hero, number one ninety and one ninety one. I'm actually liking this too. Oh my God. I'm loving this. Um, oh, yeah. And this is shocking for me to say that with a real American hero. Um, one ninety one was, is actually my total buy. Out of all the issues we covered today, oh, okay, that's the one I love the most out of everything we covered. Um, we have you know Lady J's being captured. Um, I feel like in a real American hero, her whole job is just to get the crap beat out of her. <laughs> yeah, she took it on the chin in this one, like or, or maybe even just an IDW because in the Cobra series she gets yeah she gets all smacked around. Yeah, she was in the hospital for a while. Yeah, um, and it wasn't in a real American hero where she was being flown in. Uh, and they had, then didn't like Flint have to decide if she was going to get a med pack or was that Scarlet? Yeah, no, no, it was Lady J. Yeah, I thought it was Lady J. So she gets beat up in this universe too. <laughs> nice. That uh, was in a, that was in a real American hero too. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I feel like these couple issues, along with the ones that we read, bef- uh, couple issues before with the uh, Red Shadows, I feel like the, this title is getting a little grittier. There's a lot less yeah. of the cheese. I mean, there's still a little bit of it, but it's acceptable. Like, um, there's a lot more. I mean, there was a lot of death in 191. Yeah. Jinx is throwing ninja stars at people's heads. <laughs> yeah, you had a couple of Joes that died. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was I, I thought it was awesome. Uh, what I, was it? Um, oh God, I want to say Outback, but I don't think it was Outback. It died. No, it was some funky guy's name. I'll see. No, he was he was a he was a real Joe, a real character. Oh, I know it was a oh, real top side, top side. Okay, I think it was Top Side who died. Yeah, there was there was definitely one guy that got like shot to bits. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a good. Uh, both of these were good issues. They were very gritty, very very real type of situation too. I mean, there's these, you know, drug Lords and, and everything else that the government doesn't touch because things are, you know, based on what the non-copacetic. People yeah. It's just like, it, it works to their favor to not interfere and in everything else. So, yeah. um, but I, I thought there were awesome issues and there was just so much awesome action and everything else in 191 that I, I, that's why I gave it my total buy because I was just excited. I was kept turning the page and really looking at the art and everything else. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, Gallant just did him, uh, not to kiss his ass because we know him, but like I thought he just did a phenomenal job with the art on that issue. So, oh yeah. Um. All right. Want to do some uh, Masters of the Universe here? Yeah, let's do that. All right. So we got Masters of the Universe issues two, three, and four. I know four just recently came out. Uh, but we did both read it, so we're going to go ahead and cover it. Uh, so what'd you give these? All, all buys. Yeah, I, I will agree. I think all three of these were a buy. Um, you have the story of uh, Adora, and she's known as Despera. And yeah, Force Captain Adora. Yeah. Yep. 
and we find out how Tila in issue number three, I think it was, we get to find out how Tila knew it was Adora, like what her connection is. Uh, the childhood friend, yeah. Yeah, it was like an almost like an imaginary, imaginary friend. friend. Yeah, she played with her in a garden and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. every or at least everyone thought she was imaginary. So, um, we have you know, we actually get to see uh, what's her name the the uh, Hordax little side minion, the one uh, Shadow Weaver. Shadow Weaver, okay. Yeah. We get to see her uh, in issue number three, which I thought was really cool. I don't really like how they're doing, how they're drawing Hordak with all the cables hooked up to him and everything else, but hopefully that'll change uh, over time. Uh, I liked how uh, He-Man had to actually go down into the secrets of Castle Grayskull and forge yeah. a new, forges a new sword. With Thor's hammer. Yeah, <laughs> basically. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, basically it was a hammer that had some uh, inscriptions on it and everything else. So, um, yeah, it totally reminded me of that. Uh, we get I like a the little, little back issue backstory they gave the Mechanic. I was just going to – that's exactly where I was going to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, they actually talk about why Mechanic deal, puts up with Tila and why he's so concerned. I think he's got a little bit of a crush on Tila. I think so too, yeah. So – one of the few times I will actually say I, I liked the Mechanic character. I don't like his power, but I actually like the personality they gave him. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think I like what they're doing with Masters of the Universe. I hope they continue down this path. Um, I hope we do get She-Ra pretty soon. Like, I hope that, she, that they don't keep Adora like as this evil person cloaked in not knowing her her true past. For too long, like I don't want it drawn out to like twenty issues before she finally finds out. Nah, so. I don't think it'll be that long. No, I don't think so either. So, um, but I wonder if, like, I don't know what your opinion is, but I wonder if they're gonna have her have that revealed to her by the end of this first story arc. I think so. That's because they're gonna then you're gonna get to the whole um, thing with Hordak and his minions and then Shira and the rebellion and. You'll yeah. have everything. So yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think it could definitely happen. Um, then we have uh, the Masters of the Universe: The Origin of Hordak, number one. I actually like this one a lot. I would give it a buy. Hordak and Zo- and uh, uh, Zo- ah, Zodak. Christ. Zodak, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, gonna say Zor. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> no, that's the sorcerers. Um, I actually give this one a snarf. I did not like this issue at all. I did. Um, I felt it didn't even give us what it said on the front cover, the origin of Hordak. There is no origin of Hordak in this issue. You're just, you're just hung up on that. That bothers me a lot. Don't call something an origin of a character that I'm actually interested in that character, and then you don't even give me the origin. I I don't understand. The, the whole point of the whole issue was Zodak uh, fighting stuff that, that Hordak sent to him. That's, and then well, he big, was like a beat-up, defeated Zodak, and Hordak pretty much just finishes him off. Yeah, and, and he becomes because if you know Zodak and his origin, he's the cosmic ruler, and Hordak takes him out. Now Hordak's the you know the head guy, the head chief, yeah. the the cosmic ruler. So and Hordak became bat. Hordak maybe became that's and in the issue. Yeah, and that's that's maybe where he got his origin as Hordak. You know the the overlord, the supreme Hordak. You know Hordak supreme, Hordak yeah. supreme. Hordak on the second to last page becomes Batman. He's like walking up the steps, and there's like a shadow of. Yeah, Bat- Batman's cow. <laughs> yep, I saw that and loved it. <laughs> um, now, I just, like I said, I didn't feel like it was an origin of, of the character. I felt like all it was was a big fight uh, between uh, Zodak climbing this tower, 
Uh, and then a big battle where Zodak dies, which I didn't like the fact that they killed that character. I realized that they could they could bring another Zodak later on because they could bring yeah because they had the the white Zodak the black one so yeah so they could do that which would be fine. Uh, I didn't really care for the art in this issue. Um, oh, I, I did. I liked it a lot. I didn't. I didn't like it at all. You know what? Did it? Did it feel kind of Kirby to you? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not a huge fan of Kirby art. I like Kirby art in certain I, some respects, but I don't. You know, I'm, did, I, I did that for Mike Myers because it did feel kind of kind of Kirby to me. It does. I agree. It does. But I just didn't care for it in this issue. I did. I didn't feel like it strengthened the issue for me. So yeah, I, I um, would give it a bye. I'm I'm, yeah, I'm all I'm, over that one. I love I'm, it. I'm snarfing it. In fact, it may have been my least favorite issue out of all the ones. And then, then that probably says it's it's uh, it's a solid borrow. <laughs> <laughs> one of us loved it. One of us hated it. It's, it's probably a solid borrow right in the middle right. somewhere. Uh, speaking of hate books we hate. <laughs> Ultron. All right. Ultron number 12. Bag of dicks. <laughs> the very last issue. I will uh, say this. Thank God. This is actually the book I hated the most out of all yeah. of read. <laughs> this series was like an like an enema. Yeah, it was. This was horrible. They tried to cram so much into this last issue. Um, the art wasn't good, and then it doesn't even really end. It just ends with like Keith walking, and they show a silhouette of Voltron, and yeah, and, and like he's talking to Sven. So Sven was still alive, even though people think he died. And it was like, oh my god, it was just so so horrible. Um. I mean, yeah. some of the art is just—it doesn't help it either. It's so yeah, atrocious. Yeah. There's a scene where there's a scene where Keith is like screaming and like his chin drops, stretches his whole face to like twice its size. And yeah, it's it's a human face couldn't make that kind of. No, you couldn't do that with your face if you wanted to, unless your face was melting off of you. Yeah. Now I was actually semi hopeful when I opened up the very first page because the very first page of issue number twelve. I thought the art was actually pretty decent, and it's where Hunk is sitting at the computer typing up his letter to uh, Keith about how he's going to quit, and his his wife comes up to him and gives him a hug and everything else. Like I thought the art was actually fairly decent that first page, but then it just went downhill from there. So, <laughs> so yeah, glad that series is over. I hope that if they do decide to bring it back after the Robotech Voltron miniseries, I hope that they just bring a new creative team and kind of forget what was done before. So, cause I have read good Voltron comics and those were not them. So. Nice. Um, so let's get into a little bit of star Wars. Uh, we got, uh, star Wars, the clone wars, the smugglers code. Is that the little small trade? That's the digest one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would give that a borrow. Yeah. I'd give it a borrow also. Um, it's a cute story. The art is very cartoonish. Yeah. Um, but again, it's it's Clone Wars, so it's it's kind of accurate to what it said. So. Yeah. I, the one thing too, which is the problem we've had with a lot of the the these issues lately, and what gives it a borrow for me is I feel like even in this issue, they were dealing with a lot of adult type issues for a book that's supposed to be for kids. Yeah. Um, like the guy, the one guy's a uh, con man, and he he's always looking for the better deal, and he turns traitor, and they're gonna they're about to kill someone and uh, you know, eventually Anakin shows up to save, help save Obi-Wan and, um, and the guy never learns his lesson. That's the other problem too. If this is a book for kids, have the guy learn a lesson at the end of it. Like, Oh, I shouldn't, 
I shouldn't be looking for the best deal. I should look be grateful for what I have or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, you want the moral lesson in the children's book. Yeah, heaven forbid. <laughs> but it, I mean, it was a fun issue. I mean, it's not that I was, that, and which is why I give it a borrow because I did enjoy reading it. It's just you know, it's a lot of pages and. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of pages. The art, you know, it is what it is. And again, it's a seven ninety nine retail, so yeah. that's why it's borrow. And, and they went back and forth multiple times with the issue of like, okay, now he's helping Obi-Wan. Okay, now this smuggler guy is turning on Obi-Wan. Okay, now he's helping him again because it works to his advantage. Now he's, you know, it just went back and forth way too many times to fill in the pages, I guess. Yeah. Um, then we got Dawn of the Jedi, Star Wars, Dawn of the Jedi number five, The Prisoner of Bogan. This is the one that's uh, the beginning of the Jedi uh, Knights and everything else. The early days. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not really digging that story. Yeah, you haven't been enjoying it since the beginning, I don't think. Yeah. I give it a borrow. Um, the thing I don't like that they do in this issue uh, that definitely keeps it a borrow is the same thing they do in a lot of these Star Wars miniseries, which is this miniseries ended, and I don't have an ending. There's like, no conclusion, yeah. It's just setting it up for the next miniseries. Right. Which sometimes might never happen because Star Wars Invasion, that's one thing that came out of San Diego Comic-Con, is someone asked them if they're going to continue the Star Wars Invasion story, uh, which, remember, we both like that story. Uh, they said that there's no plans to, to, fo- to follow up with that story any further. Sweet. And they left us on such a big cliffhanger where, like, they got the ship, that plant, remember, that whole family finally came back together, and they are about to yeah. go take on the Empire, and they just kind of left it alone. Or the... Not the Empire, but the, uh, 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 what the hell's the, the other creatures' names? The ones that are, they can, they don't feel the force. Man, I'm not, my memory has not been good tonight at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know what you're talking about. The, yeah. um, crap. Uh, Sith. No, yeah, no. They, they're they're like that, but they're they're big bulky guys that their ships are all organic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a whole there was the whole the Jedi the new new order book series that was based on them. Yeah, they were after the Empire. What those guys? <laughs> ah, crap! So, it's bugging me now. So we'll just go with those guys. <laughs> um, I said my memory has not been good this evening, so. Um, but yeah, I, I liked this issue, the Dawn of the Jedi issue. Like I said, I enjoy it. Uh, I think the art's actually beautiful. I like what they're setting things up for. I just wish they would just come right out and make this an ongoing, which is kind of what seems like the, what they're doing with the Legacy um, series, which we'll cover next. But the, uh, yeah, I mean, there's some good lightsaber battles. There's a good story of of these visions that are leading to the uh, basically the separation of the Jedi and the Sith. I think in, in the end. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they come out with another mini series to extend that story or not. Uh, then we had star Wars legacy number two, three and four. Uh, and this is with the, uh, Elena, I think her name's Elena solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the descendant of, of, uh, Han and, uh, Leia. So what do you think about these? Uh, I, I, I would, I would give him borrows. I, it, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I would too. I give him borrows also. Uh, this takes place in the same world that the previous legacy took place in. Uh, it's just a different descendant. Uh, the previous legacy series took place, uh, with Kate Skywalker, who was, uh, the, 
descendant of Luke and Mara Jade. And this t- is Anya Solo is her name. And she's the descendant of Han and Luke and or Han, Han and Luke. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys. <laughs> Han and Leia. Um, and actually there's a character, the emperor Rowan fell who I actually found out recently is a descendant of Jaina Solo. So he's uh, Rowan fell as the emperor in in this uh, time period and not the bad kind of emperor like he's actually a good emperor um he he's actually a descendant of Jaina Solo oh cool which I thought was really cool which is which is Han and Leia's was it the Yuuzhan Vong Yuuzhan Vong that's it thank you yeah all right I knew it would come to me I knew it was something with a V and I just couldn't think of what the hell it was so yes Uh, the Yuuzhan Vong thank you yeah no problem Um, so yeah, I, I like this story. I'm enjoying reading it, but I don't think it's anything anyone needs to go out right away and, and pick up. If you liked the previous Legacy series, I think you might want to pick this up because it deals with a lot of similar characters and, and it's the same world. So uh, in that respect, I would I would say go check it out. Uh, then we had Star Wars Dark Times Fire Carrier Part 4 of 5. And this is the one where with the people, uh, the Kukruk, uh, he's on the planet with the kids, and yeah, I, I, I borrow on that one too. Yeah, I gave it a borrow also. I I do like this one probably more than the legacy one. Uh, I I kind of like how they're on the run from the Empire and everything else, and Vader is like just arriving right before uh, they all get away and everything like that. But this one, uh, this issue actually ends with them finding like this tribe of like Sasquatch people. <laughs> And they befriend them, and uh, and it helps them take down the the uh, they're facing off against the Empire guys uh, at the very end of the issue there. So, um, so like I said, it's it's a good solid borrow. Uh, then we have Darth Vader and the Ninth Assassin, issue number two and number three. Yeah, I, I thought I would really like this a lot more than what I did. Oh, really? It was good. It was good. I would give it maybe a low buy. Okay, I still give them solid buys. I'm still really enjoying this series. Okay. Um, this is where we have an assassin's been hired to hunt down Darth Vader. Yeah. We find out this is the ninth assassin that's been sent after him. Yeah. Um, this one's pretty smart, though, because he goes into like a bar where Vader sh- shows up, and he just kind of keeps his distance, and he just kind of watches Vader. Um, so he's kind of like setting things up, which I, I kind of like that method a lot more. Yeah, that's that's fine. I just need a little bit more action. Yeah, I don't know. I, but again, I, again, it's probably coming. So yeah, I feel like there's been quite a bit of action. It's just not there hasn't been any action between these Vader and this actual assassin, which I'm sure, like you said, is going to probably happen in the very last issue or something like that. There'll be this big battle. So see, I thought it would be a little bit more than just the one you know climactic last issue. I yeah. wanted just a little bit more. To me, it's kind of like he's studying his opponent, which I think is a smart thing you have to do with Vader. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I, I, yeah. It's okay. I just would have liked a little bit more, you know, yeah. like maybe him breaking in to try to, you know, battle some other people to go get Vader, but he's yeah. more, you know, cerebral. Yeah. So. Um, and then we have uh, the last of the Star Wars uh, issues that we'll be covering is Star Wars, the ongoing with Brian, by Brian Wood, which is issues number six and number seven. See, those are my total buys. I'm loving this. Oh, I am too. I, yeah. I gave them both buys. I think they're great. Uh, it's a great series. Yeah, me uh, too. 
to give you guys an idea of what's been happening, uh, you have Leia was obviously injured. Uh, this is an issue number six. She was injured uh, in the previous issue. Uh, so they come up with a plan to actually save all of them. And I love the whole plan of using the, the torpedoes to, to fire past the TIE fighters to cause an explosion behind them, uh, which impacts the Star Destroyer. Yeah. And I thought that was awesome. And then in issue number seven, you have uh, Luke and Leia heading back to Tatooine so he could bury his aunt and uncle, which you know I thought was a nice little plot-ish situation that uh, at least they addressed it. Yeah, because they would figured it's real life. They would want to do that in real life. Exactly. And then you have Han and Chewie trying to escape through like a garbage uh, ship and uh, Boba Fett not not falling for that. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and then you have uh, Leia at the very end of the issue is telling three PO that she's going to be heading out to find the rebels, uh, the rebellion, a new home. But he is to wipe that from his memory after she leaves. And uh, uh, but she needed to let let him know. So uh, I have a feeling that maybe Leia is setting up three PO to see if he's the leak because remember I was speculating three PO three PO unwillingly is yeah the, it was you know yeah so. So we'll see. That's, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Because he was he was right there as they were uh addressing everything. Yeah, planning all that stuff out. So um like I said, I don't I don't fault him for it. I think it's something that somebody put into his programming to to make him the leak, but we'll yeah. we'll see if that but might be controlling him. Yeah, so uh then we have our Transformers uh to kind of wrap all of our issues up here. So we have uh Transformers Robots in Disguise number nineteen. This is with uh, Optimus Prime and uh, trying to remember Garnack, and uh, they're on the one planet of um, trying to remember what planet they're on, but uh, it, they find like ancient Cybertronian catacombs underground, and they uh, discover they have to go up against uh, Monstructor. Oh yeah. Yeah, this yeah, uh, I, I give it a borrow. I wasn't really. Yeah, I actually gave this issue a snarf, and it pains me. Really? To, yeah, it pains me to say that with an issue that has Optimus Prime in it. Yeah, but uh, the art was just okay for me. It wasn't anything great. Uh, I really didn't care for the whole Monstructor thing. Yeah, I didn't either. Even though I like combiners, um, and like. I don't know, like they were setting up this whole thing to try to bring up the Matrix Bearer, uh, which is one of the Titans, kind of like Metroplex, and uh, Prime... Yeah, to me, they're, they're trying to make everything more complicated than it has to be. Yeah, and like, normally this is a, the issues that I like is the Robots in Disguise ones, because I think they do a great job of it overall, but every time they go back to Prime, and they jump back to, to Prime's story, I, I feel like it just kind of falls apart, and I don't know yeah. why. Maybe it's like Superman. They don't know how to tell a good Optimus Prime story. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but, like, at the very end, at least I'm hopeful because they said there's a universe that needs saving and we won't let this happen to another world. So, I don't know. I just would like Prime to come back to Cybertron. <laughs> yeah. And kind of set things right. I just want to see, you know, classic battles between Prime and Megatron and Autobots and Decepticons. Yeah. I, I kind of want everything to be done and over and let's just get back to basics with it for a while. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Doesn't have to stay that way forever. Just you know, let's let's get back to basics for a while. Right, exactly. So, um, and then we have a spotlight on Hoist, 
and yeah, I actually thought that was okay. I, I gave that a, a borrow. I thought that was okay. Yeah, I gave it a low borrow. Um, the reason I gave it a low borrow is, is you have Hoist, and he's being chased uh, through the woods when it opens up, and uh, you have he's being chased by Tarn, who is the leader of the Decepticon Justice Division, and they have to stay hidden, and they cloak their ship and everything else, and they start telling stories, which seems to be what happens in a lot of these Transformers issues. Um, and you find out that uh, at the very end, like, they're getting attacked, and they start getting killed and everything else. And you find out at the end that all of this has been happening in Hoist's head. Yeah, in his mind, yeah. Like, it's this planet. There's something with this planet or this area that they're in that it, it brings to life your worst fears. And his worst fear is uh, is to be alone. So that's kind of what made it a low borrow. At first it would have just been a borrow, but for me it was like the fact that none of that story mattered at the end of the day. I thought it was a pretty cool, um, you know, twist. Yeah. It's just I, I just don't like reading an issue and then find out at the end no, it was all imagination. Uh, <laughs> it was all, yeah. it, none of it meant anything. None of it was real. So um, Then we have... Transformers, uh, More Than Meets the Eye, issues number 16, 17, and 18. And I kind of gave different ratings for each one, so I don't know if you want to go over each one individually or or if you, to know what the stories were. Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and do that then. All right. I'm trying to familiarize myself with them. Yeah, I know it's been a while. So we've got number 16 here was mostly focused on Chrome Dome. Uh, and how every time he loses somebody close to him, he wipes out his own memory. Yeah, yeah, um, I remember that, yeah. yeah. I had to borrow on that. Yeah, I gave that a borrow. I did like that idea that he doesn't like to come to grips with the pain that he's going through, um, so he he, for, he kind of wipes out his own memory. I did like that take on it, so I didn't think it was the strongest issue, but I did like that character development with him, so I gave that one a borrow uh, as well. Uh, then we had issue number 17, uh, which actually, believe it or not, had some, uh, the cover of it had some uh, thicker cardstock to it, which I found interesting because the next issue, number 18, doesn't. <laughs> but, yeah, that's weird. Um, this is an issue where uh, I actually, I'll tell you right now, I gave this one a buy because they found uh, the one planet uh, that it was like, it actually progressed the story. They actually land on this planet. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I it, gave that one a borrow too. Yeah. And it actually sparked, uh, the different life sparks on the planet when they landed on it. Yeah. And, uh, then all of a sudden they get attacked by some, uh, some of the, the Decepticons that were already there. And then the ship gets attacked by those robots that were saying 1984. And then they changed to saying 1721, which I don't yeah. know what significance 1721 has, but I don't know. I was calling them the Van Halen robots. <laughs> um, and at the very end of the issue, we see pharma, which I don't know if you remember him from the earlier issues. Uh, he was the crazy doctor guy uh, that yeah, I thought we were at him before. Yeah, he was the one where Ratchet had to go up against him, uh, and he had turned insane and everything else. Uh, he actually comes across uh, Ratchet here, and he, uh, he's like Pharma, and he's like, "You need a hand," and he's got like this buzz buzzsaw chainsaw thing. And I actually thought for a second there, I was like, "Well, maybe he's turned good now and stuff," but that's not the case as we find in issue number eighteen, which I gave a borrow uh, to. Uh, like I said, number seventeen, I actually liked enough that because I thought it progressed the story enough uh, that I gave it a buy, but then issue number 
18, I felt like we went back to true to form where all these guys are captured and, and they're in a prison cell uh, now by the Decepticons. So what do they do? They start telling stories. Telling stories, yeah. I remember <laughs> adding like that one. Like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, I'd give that a, yeah, another snark as we're back to where we were. Yeah. Um, I did like the whole thing that we found out Ratchet, uh, Pharma detached Ratchet's head from his body. Um, I thought that was an interesting twist. And then I also liked the fact that uh, this robot, that the Cybertronian that was in the cell with the rest of them, you know, we find out is actually Ultra Magnus. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of interested, well, how is this guy Ultra Magnus when I thought the other guy was Ultra Magnus? So, so I think that'll be interesting to kind of find out, which is why I gave it a borrow. So, uh, Then the last two issues we have here, we have Transformers Regeneration 1, uh, number 91 and number 92. So I'll go over 91 here for you as far as the story goes. Uh, this is an issue where uh, you have all of the, you know, all of the Cybertronians, all the Autobots were, uh, the battle was over now, and Hot Rod's having to go out to the, the public and kind of announce, like, uh, what he's looking to do is he wants to take an a excursion team down to the heart of Cybertron because he's found a society down there. And uh, Cup is telling him that's not such a good idea, and then a fight breaks out because they all blame Hot Rod for what happened. Um, yeah, so I, gave, I gave it a borrow. I gave it a borrow also. Um, I, I found some of it interesting enough, but not enough of it. Not enough at the end of the day, yeah. Yeah. Um, but 92, I did give a buy to. Uh, I really did like uh, number 92. This is where we have, and this is part two of the Destiny story, uh, we have Spike attacks Optimus Prime on Earth because, if you remember, they told yeah. all of them t- they had to leave Earth and Prime stayed behind. Um, Prime gives them an idea that maybe if uh, to help bring Earth back, they could actually work with another planet, which I believe was Nebulous or something like that, is what he is what he named it. Uh, yeah, Nebulous, and they're a society that don't have that doesn't have the resistance and the heart that Earthlings have. So maybe together they can learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we have all of, a lot of the Autobots that were just given new bodies. They have to. They're, they're supposed to uh, stay uh, in their recovery area for a while till they get used to their new bodies, but Blaster actually intercepts a, st- uh, a transmission from Soundwave, and he feels that they're all in danger because of this mist that's out there. So they get uh, Soundwave catches it. He sends a bunch of Decepticons after them, and they have to defend themselves. And Huffer was just a badass and just knocked down one of them in one punch. Uh, it was really cool. Uh, but here we find out that this was all part of the plan, that Soundwave wanted Blaster to actually uncover the situation because it allowed them to turn, they had to turn down their transmission uh, satellite, which meant that now uh, Bludgeon can actually uh, head back into uh, uh back to Cybertron without being noticed. And Galvatron's also heading back to Cybertron. So, and they say at the very end and let's slip the dogs of war. So I'm looking forward to the next issue. sounds like it's going to be getting heated up pretty quickly. That's good. So, so that's all the issues. Oh, good. (laughs) Uh, do you need a little breather? (laughs) Uh, We made it this far. 
We made it this far. Um, only a, a few things left to do. A few things yeah, left to no. talk about. I figure what we could do right now, if you want to, is we can do before. I'm going to save the best for last. I'm going to save the kung fu grip for last. Okay. Um, but I figure we could do our top five, which is our battle files. And if you want to let people know what battle files is, even though I just kind of mentioned it. Yeah, it's where we rank things in order from a, a top five list or a top ten list. Uh, of where we think they should be in ranking order. It could be anything from uh, yeah, comics, toys, uh, creators, geek culture. So it could be anything. Yep, characters, whatnot. Um, and here's your last piece of trivia from our very first episode. Do you remember what this segment was called in our first episode? It was not called Battle Files. It was. No, actually, I don't. It actually had a. It had a different name, but it's. It is a name that we used earlier in this episode. The Holocron? Yes. Yeah, that's was actually it. it. Nice. We, used, we used to call this segment the Jedi Holocron. Um, I don't think it lasted very long because it just didn't make sense to call it the Jedi Holocron. It made more sense to call it Battle Files because you and I don't always see eye to eye on our top five. So. Right, right. <laughs> so let's go ahead into our uh, Battle Files. Battle Files. All right, okay. so uh, this one is uh, something a little bit different. Uh, we're going along with Transformers, since we just kind of wrapped up with them. This is our top five list of alternate modes for Transformers. So it has nothing to do with if you like the character. It has nothing to do with if you like the robot form or how cool you think the character is or anything like that. It has everything to do with just aesthetics. their... Just, yeah, the aesthetics of their alternate modes. So their vehicle or whatever they are, because they're not all vehicles. So... Right. Um, so why don't you go ahead with our with your first number five? Yeah, number five is actually Jazz, which is number five. Okay. Yes, he is. <laughs> I, I liked him as a the race car, and I liked him also because there wasn't another you know robot that shared the same I guess build or same body mode. He was kind of an individual. Yeah, yeah. He had like the he had the you know definitely a unique spoiler, body. Yeah. yeah, spoiler and everything else. So. Um, no, I, I think he was a very cool race car. So yeah, I did too. And I, I'm a big fan of, of race cars, and I, I just like the way he looked. It's almost kind of like a like a Porsche almost. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He and he almost made my list uh, because I, I thought he was a very, like you said, a very unique looking vehicle. So um, my number five was actually Scorponok. Uh It's not a character I even give two craps about, but the idea of a gigantic scorpion that also turns into a battle station he does turn into a robot but his alternate modes is a battle station and a giant gigantic scorpion i just thought that was really cool so okay uh my number four would be red alert okay so you got to figure it's a it's a lamborghini and a fire engine at the same time right (laughs) how cool is that (laughs) very fast to get to the fires as quickly as possible exactly i don't care about the character i I don't whatever it's a lamborghini fire engine Let's just nice. go with that. Nice. Uh, my number four was Hound. Uh, okay. I, I've always liked Jeeps, uh, especially military Jeeps. I think they're cool. That's my actual dream car that I hope one day to be able to own is a Jeep, uh, even though I wouldn't own a Jeep that looks like Hound, uh, because, like I said, that's more of like a military Jeep. I still love the look of a Jeep, and uh, I thought it was a pretty cool-looking cool looking vehicle. So, so All right. The next one I had, Sea uh, Spray. Okay. A hovercraft. I mean, come on. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I just wish he was a little bit bigger. Yeah. And they have made him bigger now. Yeah. Like the, yeah. There's the Voyager series Sea Spray that came out just like in the last couple of years. Um, 
which I think is a better depiction of, of what you would want for a hovercraft. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's a very cool, it's a very cool figure uh, or very cool uh, vehicle. Uh, my number three, uh, not a surprise because I like dinosaurs would be Grimlock. Uh, the Tyrannosaurus okay. Rex. I mean, how do you, other than Chuck, if uh, most boys liked dinosaurs, I still love dinosaurs. And I mean, Tyrannosaurus Rex might be cliche to say that, you know, you love a Tyrannosaurus Rex, but I'm sorry. I love Tyrannosaurus Rexes. They're, they're the badass dinosaur that's out there. So, so that's why he's my number, number three is a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Okay. Uh, number two for me would be just Megatron. He just, he's a gun. <laughs> that's awesome. I thought See, it might make your list for that reason. <laughs> I was going to try with the go to shockwave, but I mean, Megatron's that. Walter, uh, is it Walter PK 37 or whatever? Yeah. It's just awesome. Yeah. That was very cool. Uh, my number two was Springer. Uh, okay. He, he's a Cybertronian. He's a triple changer. Uh, <laughs> and if you notice, I've had a couple of those on this list now. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, so he's a Cybertronian helicopter, but he's also Cybertronian, uh, race car. And I just think it was a very unique look. Uh, it doesn't look like any other vehicle out there, whether he's a chopper or a car. Uh, I've really gotten into the Cybertronian looks of the ver- various uh, characters that are out there now in uh, toys and everything else. So I, I really like the look of, of Springer and his vehicle forms. Yeah, my number one is actually a triple changer. It's Astro Train. Okay. I thought he might make your list. So you got a space shuttle, a train. Yeah. That, that's awesome, you know? Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think it's very cool. And I always liked how they, in the cartoon, they would have him, like, riding the rails. So it's always and then take at, off into space. Take yeah. off into the into the uh, spaceship. Um, I never knew where the, where the rails came from, nor did I really well, care. He, would also, uh, he was the one who kind of flew everybody back to Cybertron. Yeah. And, and he's purple, so, I mean, you know. Yeah. Which cool. is why I always thought he should have been bigger as a toy than what he was. So did I, yeah. That was kind of disappointing. <laughs> If everybody's, you know, taking a ride in them and he's, you know, kind yeah. of a smaller toy. Yeah. Uh, my number one vehicle was Jetfire or Skyfire. Yeah. Uh, I just thought he, I love planes. I love jets, but this was like a very, like a Cybertronian jet and very cool looking. Um, I know the toy was basically a Robotech ripoff, but, mm-hmm. uh, but in the cartoon, the, the cartoon version, like, like you said, he, uh, with Astrotrain, he was the transport guy in a lot of yeah. respects for the rest of the, uh, the transformers that are out there, and I just thought he was a really kick-ass looking looking jet. So, yeah. So, so that's our top five. Uh, you guys feel free on the forums to put down what alt modes you liked of the different transformers that were out there, because uh, I'm sure everyone has their favorites. I mean, there was ones like Galvatron almost made my list because I liked the whole tank cannon type look to them, and um, I almost put some of the Insecticons on there, but I couldn't really decide amongst them and. And at the end of the day, I was like, ah, they're bugs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't want to put anybody that wasn't like, because uh, I, obviously I like the cars and stuff. Megatron made it because he's just such a classic, iconic gun. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the only one that made it. He's not really like, you know, yeah. car. And, like, and there's like, and there's like characters that I really like, like Soundwave and and the cassettes and stuff like that. But yeah, I think you might have had like Soundwave or Blaster, just but I mean they're just radios. Yeah, they're just radios. So I was like, oh, it's not that cool. So <laughs> not as cool as a uh, you know uh, a fire truck that's a Lamborghini. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So. Um, I thought about the jets too. I thought about Skywarp. Yeah, but they're just plain jets. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
But, Let's get into uh, that uh, Kung Fu grip. I want to hear the review yes. on it. Yeah, so uh, let's uh, – well, first tell our audience what – for first-time listeners, what is a Kung Fu grip segment? That's when we have a, an action figure or a toy and give it a, a review. Yes. So so uh, let's go ahead into the Kung Fu grip. Kung Fu grip. All right, Chuck. Well, I know you're not here to actually see them, and unfortunately I have not had a chance to show them to you. But what I have here is three of the uh, Black Series Star Wars six-inch figures. Um, so I am super stoked about these figures. They're absolutely amazing. I can't wait to actually show them to you or once you get your hands on them to, for you to actually be able to, to see what they're like. Um, I, I'm going to start, I'm going to kind of talk about them overall, but I'm also going to talk about them individually because there are certain things about each one individually. But the ones that I have here are Boba Fett, which is a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Boba Fett that comes with the Han and Carbonite, uh, Darth Maul, and the Sand Trooper. Um, so uh, feel free to jump in at any point. I know there's not a lot <laughs> without. Yeah, there's really not much I can say, yeah. But uh, the pictures I've seen online look cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say uh, the Boba Fett, totally awesome. He comes with uh, a pistol as well as his rifle blaster that he's known for having. Uh, he has his backpack. The thing that's really cool with the backpack, I know I've mentioned it to you before, is it has a deep peg. So this way it goes right, it goes pretty deep into his back. So this way uh, you can make sure that it stays uh, on there and doesn't fall off like some of the three and three quarter inch ones do uh, with their backpacks. Um, the detail is absolutely amazing. Here's how I would describe these figures as a whole for you, Chuck, and for our listeners out there. Um, and hope it gives you a good enough visual. Take a three and three quarter inch Star Wars figure, the ones that are out there now, and just increase the scale. It's you're so you're not getting like the DC classic figures or the Master Universe classic figures where they're a little bit bulkier. They're you know they're and rightfully so for those figures. Um, but these are more like just taking that three and three quarter inch figure and just increasing the size. So they're they're Rolling leaner. Up, yeah. yeah, they're leaner. Um, you get all the detail that maybe you couldn't do on a three and three quarter inch figure. You get some of the paints are a lot more detailed than everything else. Uh, imagine getting the sculpt of like a, a Marvel Select figure, not the Marvel Legend figure, but the Marvel Select figure, and imagine getting the articulation of maybe like a, a GI Joe figure, a modern day GI Joe figure. So you got the wrists and the and the waist and and like all that articulation, the double knee joints and everything like that. Uh, but you also have the Marvel Select side of it where you don't really, unless you're really looking for it, you don't see a lot of the articulation. So it's hidden really well. Oh, that's good. Which is going to be the sad part, like I said, with the Slave Leia, because you're definitely going to see it. Um, but, I mean, there's times where, honestly, unless you're really looking for the articulation, you don't really see the, the joints that much. Um the one thing I was disappointed with all the figures is none of them come with stands. They do have holes in their feet so that you could get a stand from, like, say, like Collecting Warehouse or something like that, um, I, which is a site I know we've mentioned before in the past that actually sells, like, figure stands and everything else. So you can get the uh, a peg stand to put into their feet, but they don't come with one, and that's something I was a little disappointing with. Uh, they do stand pretty well on their own, so you don't necessarily need a stand. But if you're going to put them on a shelf, like after a while, I could see possibly them just like falling over, you know, from wind or something like that, you know. 
especially if they have a heavy backpack like the Sand Trooper figure does. Okay. Yeah, it's, a little, it's a little surprising they didn't come with some kind of stand then. Yeah. Usually larger figures on that scale at that price point would come with a stand. But yeah. maybe that's why they're only the 20 instead of 25. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that might be why they're priced where they're at. Um, I know the packaging you mentioned were a little slimmer than you thought they would be. Yeah, I actually thought that they were going to be, which I'm actually grateful that the packaging is a little slimmer. Because um, I, I actually thought that the packaging was going to be like maybe two inches deep. Uh, but this is only about a little bit over an inch deep. Uh, which I think is actually good. I think that actually works in their favor because then you can actually hang a bunch of them up on a peg uh, and you can actually hold on to the packaging, which is what I'm planning on doing. A lot of times I throw out the packaging, but with these, you know, the box just opens up, you pull the figure out and you can slide everything back into the box and each box is individual. So uh, each box has its own medallion of the figure on it uh, on the front and on the back. It actually has a silhouette type scene from the movies that features that, that character. So, so I actually think the box, yeah, I think the box, there's movie, movie clips on the back of the boxes. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's just one scene, but it's kind of like silhouetted in black and gray. So, okay. Nice. uh, Nice. And each one's specific to that particular character. So, so yeah, so I think that's pretty cool. Um, the, the weapons are most, most of the time they're like a rubbery plastic. So they're very malleable in order for you to, uh, fit them into the character's hands, uh, but they're not so malleable that like they just like bend too much or anything like that. Uh, the detail paint jobs on the on these uh, weapons is also a lot better because again you're dealing with a bigger scale. Yeah, um, probably get a little bit more detail on them. Sure. Yeah, the uh, one disappointment I would say is that I have, and it's just a minor, it's a super minor complaint uh, with all the figures is that they have a, a crotch piece in between their legs. So yeah. you, you can't actually bring their legs totally together. Uh, they're always separated just a little bit, uh, which other than that, almost all of the figures have articulation. That's pretty similar to a human being. And what I mean by that is like, they don't really have like a, the turning at their waist. They have the turning a little bit higher. And when you really look at a human being, we turn a little bit higher than our waist. We don't turn right at our waist. So it makes a lot more sense. Um, the stormtrooper figure does have double joints in the elbows as well as in the knees, which I oh, think, cool. which I thought was really cool. Um, also with the stormtrooper, you can actually pop his head off and you can take the shoulder, uh, like the, that shoulder uh, pad off of him and take his backpack off of him, and it gives you a good idea of what the regular standard Stormtrooper is going to look like. Just obviously a little dirty looking. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I figure that the regular Stormtrooper would be a more clean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas the Sand Trooper is going to be a little bit more dirty because he's out on Tatooine in the sand. He's all scuffed up. Yep. Uh, Darth Maul, the paint job on him is amazing as far as his face and everything. Uh, cool. He does... He does come with multiple heads. He comes with one where it's just his head. And then the other one, come, uh, the other head is uh, has a cloak attached to it, which is a rubbery plastic. So mm-hmm. this way, it's not like the cloth where, uh, you know, you're not going to get a good look out of them. It's going to look like a dish rag on them. This yeah. is actually like a molded rubbery plastic. So it's still malleable. So you could fit it, you know, fit his arms through it and everything else when you pop his head on. Uh, and you can still move his arms and legs and everything else, but, uh, it will, 
actually look really awesome when it's on him. Uh, however, I will say, and I know this is something that you and I were curious about, they do use some soft goods with these figures. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that on some of the pictures, yeah. Yeah, so Darth Maul, his his waist area has... The some, tunic, yeah. The tunic has, yeah, has some soft goods along with the rubbery plastic, so I think it works really well on this figure. Uh, it doesn't take away from the figure at all. And then with Boba Fett, you get his cape has is soft goods, so it's not a, a right, plastic right. thing. Um, with Darth Maul, you also get his double-bladed lightsaber, uh, and it can actually separate cool. uh, in the middle. So you can, if you wanted to reenact the whole, you know, his lightsaber getting cut in half. Uh, also, the blades actually come out of the lightsaber. So you can have, you can have just a hilt. Yeah, just cool. a hilt. Yeah. So I really like that because at first I thought you, it didn't come that way. And then I, I watched uh, Pixel Dan's reviews of them, and he mentioned that. And I was like, oh, well, I'll be damned. They do come out. Because I was a little disappointed at first, thinking, oh, it would have been awesome if the sabers came out so you could just have the hilt. And sure enough, you can. So, cool. Um, the Stormtrooper comes with a rifle, uh, like you'd see in the movie. He also comes with, he comes with a second rifle that has a shoulder strap on it, and it's a very different from the other rifle um, that he has. And he also comes with a standard blaster. Um, oh, the, yeah, the, the carbide blaster. Yeah, which I think it would have been nice with that blaster if they had put something in the backpack, like uh, uh, some type of uh, way to, to hold the blaster on the backpack or something like that. But that's just a little <laughs> super small nitpick. Uh, Darth Maul also comes with his binoculars, and you can't actually bring – he can't actually hold the binoculars and bring them up to his face. They don't. His articulation doesn't go that close to his face. Uh, but you can still get kind of a cool pose where he, it kind of looks like he's using them. So that's cool. I played around with it a little bit. And then, uh, the Han and carbonate is just a piece of plastic. It's, it's hollow. Um, but he, that does come with a stand. So you can either stand it up. Uh, yeah. the stand is nice and versatile cause you can use it to either stand him up as if he's up against the wall in Jabba's palace or you can uh, put it horizontal, and it looks like it's floating, just like yeah, it's like a clear stand. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Just like you saw in Empire Strikes Back, where he's Boba Fett kind of just pushing him toward the slave one. Exactly. Exactly. That's cool. So, so it sounds um, like you're uh, you're uh, really loving these, and you're uh, happy with the purchase that you made, and you're looking to get more. Yeah, I am going to make a statement right now that I know is going to be sacrilegious, but I have to say it anyways. All right. These figures are the best Star Wars figures that have ever been made. Nice. They are better than the three and three quarter inch figures, which is where I say it, it might be sacrilegious to say that. But to me, these are better than those. To me, these are actually in some respects better than the sideshow figures, just because I mean, number one, price point. <laughs> well, but, yeah. But second of all, I think that these are actually pretty playable for kids. I honestly do. Even even at twenty bucks a piece, I think that they're. Uh, they're worth getting for a kid because I think a kid could play the hell out of these things. Um, and they really seem enjoy. durable. They're not like cheap. Yeah. No, they're not cheap at all. They're, they're very durable. They're very sturdy figures. So that's cool. Um, yeah, I honestly am in love with these figures. I was in love with them before they came out. And I know some people might think, Oh, you wanted them to be good. So of course in your eyes, they are good. And maybe there's some truth to that. I don't know, but I honestly think that these surpassed all my expectations as far as what I thought they were going to be like as figures. Okay. So I know those are strong words, but uh, like I said, I could not be happier with what they're doing with these figures, and I cannot wait for, I'm hoping, multiple, multiple waves of 
of these figures to come out. Yeah. I know I'm excited to get like a, I know you pick up the R2 for me and I'm, just, yeah. I'm excited to get like C3PO to go with him. So yeah. I just want him to come out in the next, next couple of waves. Yeah. And I'm hoping, and I think they will do that. Um, I'd be willing to bet that we're going to see a standard stormtrooper probably in wave three. Um, and then I don't, I would assume C3PO and maybe Chewbacca and probably Darth Vader. Like those would probably be my four that I'm seeing are going to come out in wave three. That's my prediction. That you'll get a C-3PO, Standard Stormtrooper, Chewbacca, and Darth Vader. Those are my four. Okay. Um, but I was really impressed with, like I said, I was impressed with Darth Maul with the, uh, just referring to a prequel character, that I thought I was just going to be like, okay, Darth Maul, I'll get him. Um, but I am thoroughly impressed. And the whole reason I got a Darth Maul, because uh, you know I'm getting a whole set, yeah. Um, the reason I'm getting that I got another Darth Maul is just so I could have one in the cloak and one out of the cloak. So yeah, if I were to guess on the next wave, since they're they threw like a Greedo in there and that, like I don't know where that came from. Yeah, I would say I would say like maybe a Lando. Okay. I would say I would say maybe maybe Chewbacca, but that's that's kind of a stretch. Definitely like a an Obi Wan Kenobi Lando. Which Obi Wan uh, Kenobi you think they will do though? The older one, yeah. Okay. I think they would give the older Obi Wan Lando, and let's go. We've already had a Luke, we had a Han, we had a Leia. Let's go with uh, man. I don't know. I don't know where they're gonna go. Uh, maybe Yoda. Yeah, could be. And see, the thing is too, I, I keep trying to keep in my mind that they do want to kind of put a, a prequel Big, character in here and there. The ones, yeah. And, and they do want to save some of the bigger ones. But I kind of feel like, I almost feel like the next wave you have to put... Maybe a Jar Jar or a Padme. Yeah, yeah who knows? Um, I almost feel like the next wave, you at least in the next, in wave three or wave four, it, it, within those two waves, you have to put a C-3PO and you have to put a Chewbacca because you almost need their partners out there. You know, you already have R2 and Han out there. You kind of need Chewbacca and, and 3PO at some point in the in the early waves. Because it would be such a disappointment if this, if for some reason this series ends and you don't get those two characters. <laughs> so I think they're kind of waiting yeah. to see. I, I honestly think there's a chance that they're waiting to see how well this first two waves sell, and based off of that, if they decide that they're not going to go with this series for very long, then you're going to get those big name characters early. And then if they decide it's doing really well, I think then you only get smatterings of those big name characters along with the more minor characters like Greedo and things like that. So that's just my thought. But, uh, I've honestly have never been so pumped up about a toy line, uh, in a long time. I equated this to your love when you heard that masters, that Maddie was doing the master universe classic figures. Oh yeah. That was awesome. Like I'm on that level with these figures now. Like I, well, then, then by year four or five, you're like, oh, they're going to kill the line. <laughs> <laughs> they're done. Everybody's been made. What am I going to do? Get like a, you know, the, the Rancor Keeper now. I don't even know if I want the Rancor Keeper. Oh, I'll get the Rancor Keeper. Nice. <laughs> I'll get of course yeah. you would. I'll get Yak, Yak Face. Yeah. I don't know if I want Ula. What am I going to do? There's not going to be a Jabba. Do I really need a Ula? <laughs> oh, I think there could be a Jabba. I think Jabba will end up being a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive or something like that. Ah, uh, yeah, there might be a huge Jabba, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I could see it happening. Now, again, now that I've seen the size of these figures, I think Jabba is, is a definite possibility. Um, but, this, again, the toy line has to sell well in order for them to, to want to do that. So 
Um, but I cannot, like I said, I cannot speak highly enough of the amount of detail in these figures, how great they're articulated. I honestly, like I said, this has got me more excited about a toy line than I've been in a long time, even going back to my childhood. Um, I am more excited about this toy line than any other toy line that's come out. And yeah, speaking of going back to childhood, I'm actually redoing the uh, vintage Star Wars figures and buying those. And yeah. I've got all the original 12 except Obi-Wan Kenobi. Nice. So once I get an Obi-Wan Kenobi, I'll have a whole set of the original 12. Nice. Very with, nice. Yeah. With weapons. Yeah, and I've seen them, some of them, too, that you've gotten, and they're nice uh, pieces that you found. Like, yeah, I'm, bu- I'm buying really good condition ones with all their weapons. So. Yeah, especially that Leia uh, one that you got, which was like there was no yellowing whatsoever that I could yeah, see. Yeah, she's all white. It's really cool, yeah. Yeah, and you actually picked me up a, a Yoda. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, original Yoda, and it was it was fantastic condition. So, uh, And it had the orange snake, which is the one I had as a kid, so... I, was, yeah, I know you were disappointed that the uh, the one that the, you pre-ordered was canceled. So yeah, the jumbo size one. So so no, so I, I appreciate that. That was a it was a nice uh, nice surprise there. So um, yeah, no problem. But yeah, I can't wait until like I said, like you said, I picked up the R two D two for you, and uh, I can't wait till you see that one. Now that that one, uh, based on people's reviews, that is the weakest one out of the initial four. But that's not to say that it's a bad figure. Um, but obviously when you're looking at some of the articulation of like Darth Maul and, and Boba Fett and stuff like he's, that, he's a droid. He's not going to be that articulated. I get it. Right. So right. It's okay. Right. But, uh, but yeah, the, I just can't wait till you see some of these and, uh, maybe next time I pick you up at the airport, I'll bring them with me so you could play with them in the car. Oh, cool. <laughs> Thanks. So, uh, all right. That's, uh, that's everything, uh, that, I, that we were planning on covering. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to, to mention or bring up. No, no, that's it. Just uh, thanks for hanging with us for 100 episodes, guys. Uh, let's here's 100 more and leave yeah. us an iTunes review. Thanks for the one who did. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, you know, check us out on the Geekcast Radio Network, our home and our partner affiliates there. Uh, welcome to uh, Geekcast Radio Network, the Punisher Body Count. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to welcome those guys aboard. I know I didn't do it earlier, but yeah, welcome those guys. I'm enjoying their podcast as well as you know what's on Joe Minds on there and all the other great networking and programs that the uh, GCRN provides. Absolutely. Um, and let me go ahead and give our information out here. Uh, you can find us at starjoes.com. You can find us at the forumforgeeks.com, uh, where you can interact with us every day. We have a great community on there, and we're always looking for more people to, to, to join us there. And like I say, you can actually communicate with hundreds of topics, and it doesn't have to – and it's not – we don't actually just talk about the stuff that we cover on the show – we talk about anything geek related, uh, yeah, or anything life related, or movies, yeah. or just you know anything. Yeah, much. we yeah we have movie stuff on there. I know you just recently put a thread up there about '80s music and things yeah. like that. So, so I, I mean, just anything you want to bring up, you can create your own threads if you want. We've had a lot of listeners that do that. Uh, and yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I, I love if it. It's really good, and it takes off. We'll just make it a sticky. Yeah, because I mean. I like coming up with threads for people to uh, for people to talk about certain things, but I mean, gets a little. Yeah, I never know what people want to talk about, so yeah. if you have an if you have an idea, put it up there. Right, it's it's not our forum. It says Starjo's on you know the the, the right. thread part, but it's it's your guys' forum, so just do whatever you want with it. Exactly. We're just admins on it. That's all it is. So exactly, and we participate. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, so, definitely. Uh, so I mean, my, we, my uh, avatar is Strawberry Shortcake. Thank you, Robert Atkins. 
<laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, and you can also leave us a voicemail. It's 440-941-JOES, 440-941-J-O-E-S. Call, leave us a voicemail, and we'll play it on the show just like we did today, and we'll respond to it. Um, you can email us. It's starjoespodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. It's at starjoespodcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We have a fan page and a profile page. Chuck usually runs the profile page, kind of posting stuff on there. Uh, I pretty much run the fan page. And what I've been doing on the fan page is I've been posting comic reviews of, of all comics that I'm reading outside of stuff we cover on the show. So if it's DC, Marvel, Independent, anything like that, I, I'll put a review on there. And then that will tra- actually transfer onto our Twitter account as well. So if you're only following us on Twitter, you can get those same comic reviews on Twitter as well. Uh, but the Facebook fan page allows me to put a little bit more uh, meat in the review. Uh, I never spoil anything on my reviews. I just kind of talk generally about things that happen in the issue, what I liked, what I didn't like. And like I said, I never spoil actually what happens in the issue, or at least I, I really try not to. So, and, uh, and I give it a rating. And then the Facebook fan page really allows, as well as the Twitter page, allows you guys to then respond and give your thoughts too. I want to hear what your guys thoughts are on those issues if you're reading them. So, uh, and then we can go back and forth and everything. It's a lot of fun. So, um, and, uh, like Chuck said, please leave us an iTunes review. Uh, I think that's just about everything. Is there anything else you could think of that I'm missing? Oh, Stitcher radio. Yeah. So, uh, you can find us as this free app for your mobile devices and you can find star Joe's on the Stitcher radio app. So, uh, I believe that's everything that's out there, uh, for us. Uh, Chuck already mentioned the GeekCast Radio Network. We're part of the GCRN, so please uh, find us as well as other other great podcasts on there as well. So uh, I think that's everything I got, Chuck. You got anything else? No, no. Just uh, thanks for all the fans and the listeners and the support. I, I truly appreciate it. I know you do too. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're going to be, it's what, in Indiana area? Uh, yeah, check out CoilCon, and then a week after CoilCon is Baltimore Comic Con, and we'll be there too. And do you remember the uh, the dates for CoilCon? I think it's the uh, the weekend of the twenty fourth, twenty fifth. It's that Saturday. Okay, okay. So go out there and, and meet Chuck and uh, let him know what you think. And uh, it's a great bunch of guys out there to have uh, to talk about GI Joe. So uh, and then, like you said, we have Baltimore coming up after that. So it's just just a great time, and uh, we'll look forward to hopefully seeing as many people as we can out there. So. Uh, But with that, we'll go ahead and close the show by saying the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone. See ya. I've spent my life on a planet called Tatooine. It's made of desert, not quite the adventures scene. I hate this farming and making your droids look clean. Clean. I found some Jawas and bought me a droid or two. I cleaned and polished till they were as good as new. But something happened, a hologram came to view. Then a girl was standing there with a call for help. She had hoped her grateful prayer would prepare me and Ben Kenobi. Then tells me that I am living a Jedi dream. 
I should learn the force. I can't see with this damn visor on. I can't see shit. No, I can't see shit. Use the force is what you're telling me. Han Solo believes in luck, you see, but you say it's real. I'll take a chance and we'll find the princess. We'll find the princess. We flew the Falcon to a planet called Alderaan But we discovered the world that was there had gone We found a fighter and followed it to a moon Wait, that's no moon Now we're stuck in a tractor beam There's no hope for us We can hide under the floor Secret door Beat up those stormtroopers, you make me feel like I'm living a Jedi dream. This is exhilarating, let's act like Imperial troops and don't ever look back, don't ever look back. Use the force, is what you're telling me, Han Solo. Believes in luck you see, but you say it's real. I'll take a chance and look, there's the princess. We found the princess. So we're on the run, it's still lots of fun. You're my Jedi dream tonight. Leia, put your hands on me. Use my cable like thing and we'll cross that bridge tonight. Telling me I can't breathe. I'm on a shooting spree. Get inside the Falcon. We agree. Fire away now. Just fire away now. Loading here in outer space is the only place I'll be your Jedi dream tonight. Even though my family's died, I still can't deny it. Made my Jedi dream tonight. <laughs> 